God, are we back We're after back. three weeks? Three weeks. Three weeks. And um, we just want to send thoughts and prayers to Taylor. Um, you know, He's we, dead. <laughs> uh, not yet, but we got to keep him in your thoughts and prayers. Uh, some scary stuff going on. So yep. um, we'll allude to it in another time. But uh, hi, Michael. How are you? Good. What's going on? Not much, man. Good to see Welcome you. Welcome to episode number 359. <laughs> yep, that's on, it. Honestly, with all the weeks taken off over the last year and a half, that might be accurate. Yep. Um, Josh, how are you? I'm solid. Everything's cool, man. Yeah. Um, I have you guys ever like had periods where you just hated yourself? Yeah, like, none. yeah, man. I was like for the last like month, I just fucking hated myself yeah. for no reason. Because well, you got married. <laughs> I, I, you know what? There was actually a question I wanted to ask you. See, okay. did you have like a come down after the wedding where you were just like, "There's nothing to do right now." Yeah. I don't know if it was that a mix of my dad's birthday, Father's Day, just jumbled in. I feel good now that that passed. Yeah. I think, but for the last like three four weeks, I'm like, I, that'd be cool if I don't wake up. Like I, I was like in that kind of mindset. Yeah. Not that I was gonna kill That's my. It's called depression. Yeah, I think, no, it it was like a moderate state of depression. Like, it was weird because I'd be fine for most of the day, and then I would just be a fucking miserable cunt. And I wasn't, like, replying. You probably saw I wasn't replying as often. I I just got into this weird funk, and now I feel okay. Everything's okay. Um, You went to a wedding this weekend. How was that? Yeah, it was good. You had a poopy problem. Yeah, well, it's like I went to a wedding in a castle, and they only had... (laughs) <laughs> two bathrooms for like this whole huge they had violin players how many like, people were at the wedding you think if you had to guess over uh, 200 no no it was a good 100 100 or so 100 120 or so yeah give or take okay and uh yeah so like I, everything was going good but we had to do the reception for at the church early oh it was one of those where it went yeah. back and forth i, I went up and Sam's like, don't go for communion. I'm like, why not? And like, she's like, you're not Catholic. I was like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> be like, be like, I want to see what the body of Christ tastes the like. Guy, they said you could put your arms like on your shoulders like a cross, and then he'd give you a blessing if you don't want to take the communion, or you could just sit in your seat. Because, well, that wasn't an option the, the pastor gave. He's like, you're going to come up here, and if you don't want to do the communion, go like this, and I'll give you a blessing. And I was like, I'm going up and taking fucking communion. So what did you like more, the body of Christ or the blood of Christ? No, they didn't give you wine. They just gave you the little thing, and I just went like this and did Father, Son, Holy Ghost. But you're supposed to do that after you take it and eat it. Yeah, yeah. So I did it before. You did it like you were in front of a casket. Grabbed it, and then I walked with it. For a while, but as it was in my hand, I did Father, Son, Holy Ghost, and I ate it when I sat down. I always remember I that the from, wrong way. from Austin Powers with spectacles, testicles, wallet, and watch. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I always remembered. But um, you had a good time besides your poopy. Yeah, poopy. Keep going so, on about so, the poopy. So we're going, and then uh, we had to go home for like two hours. What? Because they went to, they got everybody from the bride, the, the party. Photos. Yeah, they had to do photos for like two hours or whatever. In your so. tux, you had to go home. So I went home in my tux. I took it off for a second or two, and then I fucking came Went back and like we, I had a couple drinks, so like I was. No way, three, you? Yeah, I was three <laughs> drinks in. By was the, Sam in the wedding? Uh, no, she was like helping Nicole with her makeup. Yeah, and why shit were you wearing a tux? It was a black tie it was affair. A black tie affair. Is and I, I fucking it was went, bougie. It was I went bougie. Nuts for, oh, okay. about this thing for like because we knew about this like a year and a half. You ago. You told me like a year and a half and ago how mad like, you were. I'm not fucking doing it. <laughs> and then like people when I got there, people weren't fucking. <laughs> so, Suits seem like, kind of fucked up now. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, like because like, I, I was looking at some of the pictures that Sam posted. I'm like, yo, it's like. Was she in the wedding, or was, I was like, did, just like did doing they, a bit? Or did they or? just get married? <laughs> like, yeah. you look nice though. You look dapper. You, you yeah. look very good. Yeah, it was good. I love that picture that I put up on. That's Facebook. a great picture. Ninety-three likes. I mean, I'm trying to get it to 100. So if you're listening, <laughs> go and like the picture. Did I like it? I don't know. Uh, I, I, I'll check. <laughs> we, we can we can help you out. We'll spread spread the warmth. <laughs> and maybe if I get Taylor to do it, then we'll be at what? With 93 plus three. 96. Yeah. 
<laughs> you watch. I do basic math. <laughs> so then I, I, I had to go shit, right? So like I started feeling my stomach, and my stomach's been fucked up since the first vaccination. Okay. And that's the only downfall of being vaccinated. You can do more shit, and that's the only reason I got it was to go to sporting events sure. and concerts and right. stuff. I like that you're at 96 now. Nice. Okay. I'm, so I'm, I like, I was like, oh, God. I feel like I have to take a duty. And I was like, I wonder how the bathrooms are. So I go into the one, and it's a single-person it's a single person bathroom, unisex. So there's a girl waiting online, and I'm like, oh. And then she, like, walks in and walks out, and she and she opens the door, and you, it hits you. I was like, someone just dropped the growler in there. <laughs> and I was like, oh, fuck. So then I go over to the other side, and there's only a one-person line bathroom. And, like, this hot smoke show girl was, like, waiting online for it. And I was like, or she, she came in line waiting for me. So I was like, no, 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 you can go. So, like, I went in, and I was like, I'm going to make this girl either wait and I'm going to fucking shit and evacuate for like 20 minutes or I'm just going to pee and then go outside and find a place to shit. <laughs> so like I can't like shit when someone's waiting on me. Mm, yeah, yeah. So then I was like, fuck, I went outside, I let my stomach settle, had a dip and I was like, all right, I can make it. So I went into where the ceremony was and then like everybody was like, f- like flowing out and then I went back to the original first bathroom and I was like, yo, I got to go to the bathroom. They're like, oh no, wedding party's got to get out of here. <laughs> And I'm like, I got to find something. So there's like a security booth. And I went in and I fucking shit for like 20 minutes. I missed like a lot of the <laughs> shit. <laughs> the first dance and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. I missed some of that stuff. And I, But I was like, I felt so much better. But it was like a, an obscene amount of duty. He was, he was texting me like when he first had the poop. And he didn't tell me he was done with the poop till like a half hour later. It was yeah. uh, like an ordeal. And that, especially if you've been drinking. I'm in my tux. And like when I first start, it first hits me, I have to shit. I start like sweating. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the, the fucking shit sweats. Yeah. The shit sweats to. when you have to hold it in yep. is a different kind of sweat. Oh, yeah. It, it's whether you have, it, there's two different types of shit it's sweat. Like a sticky sweat. Yeah, it's a sticky sweat. And you start to think your sweat smells like the uh, um, upcoming duty. And you're not sure. And then your armpits start to smell, and you sweat so much anyway. Yeah, you're just a natural like sweaty slob. The one thing that that doesn't happen with me when I sweat, and Sam can attest to this, is that I don't fucking stink. No, I've I you know you proved this to me one day. Like you were sweating hard. It was like last summer when we were here, and you're like, "Come here, dude, smell me." And I'm like, "Okay." You're like, "I swear I don't smell," and I smell you. You actually smell kind of nice. Yeah. Well, I don't even like some like people put on deodorant to avoid smelling. Oh yeah, yeah. I'd, I put on deodorant to try to reduce sweating. Yeah, because you, how many shirts have you ruined with pit stains? Yeah, a lot. <laughs> like, I used to, like, when I used to go back to, like, clubs every weekend and shit, I would go get, like, a black shirt. I'd be like, oh, this is nice. And then I'd look at, like, the white ring of death around oh, the armpits. Yeah, and, like, and you'd think the black uh, shirt is, like, circumventing the pit stain, but then you see that it's got that white ring. Yep. And so you're fucked either way. Um, like me, I have to put on deodorant, like, the second... Um, my armpits are dry. If I don't, 20 minutes later, I start getting the BO smell. Yeah. It's it's an Italian thing, I don't know, or just being a disgusting filth monster. You know what's weird with me? Like, when I sweat, it's like, I don't sweat in my armpits. I only, I get, like, shack sweat. Like, oh, where it's dripping down. Down my face. Yeah, like, get out sweat. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> did, yeah. you, did but you get upper lip sweat? <laughs> well, that, we know that's because of his nationality. Yeah. We're going to see him next week. Are we? Yeah, for the Connor fight, he's going to be here. Oh, yeah, that's be next weekend. Yeah, I, I, we still have to figure out what we're going to do for that. I still yeah. continue to see Richie way more than I see my neighbor Spooner. <laughs> I know, and Spooner, Spooner lives a block away. Richie lives like 500 miles away. <laughs> and uh, uh, do you like that? Yeah. You'd rather see Richie? He lives yeah. in the gnome section, Spooner, though, in Josh's defense. <laughs> I think they called that like um, fairy tale forest. Munchkin land. <laughs> Munchkin oh, land. I'm going to the Munchkin Guild to see Spooner. Um, so I, you were talking about how your stomach's been fucked up since the vaccine. Um, I was talking about Josh when he got here, but 
I didn't eat after the baseball game we went to a couple weeks ago until like 3 p.m. the next day. I felt so shitty from how much I ate. I spent $140 on food. And, you know, it's a baseball game, so you got to, you know, figure out what that actually is. But I ate a lot. Yeah. And you got that. Fu- I was telling the landlord about it the other day. The worst popcorn I've ever had was the oh one you got. God. It was so it, salty. It was, I like, and there wasn't like a butter stand like you get at the movie theater to kind of like I was like, I paid, offset it. I paid like four fifty for the thing of popcorn. So I was like, I'm going to eat some of it. <laughs> and how much of it did you eat? Too much. Like, <laughs> I showed um my shitter was like fucking broken for like two days after that dude, game. It was it was bad. When I got home and um landlord was like, How was it? I was like, I had a great time, but leave me alone for a minute. I was like, yeah. I have to go I had to sit down for just a minute because I had the fucking pure like meat sweats going on. And it was like now I have to go into the bathroom. And I was in there for like twenty minutes. I, I did like three courtesy flushes just for my own sake. Cause I was like, There's no way I'm coming out of here without my clothes smelling like what's evacuating from me. Well, I was like telling Sam, I was like, when I go with like my other group yeah. of friends, when I go with like RJ and, Schlam, yeah. and Scott or, and like Alan from the bar and stuff, we go to a Yankees game, we'll just drink. Yeah. Drink, drink. Maybe have a hot dog or something. No, what we'll do is we'll get a <laughs> fucking big bucket of chicken fingers. Okay, like, fair. It's like 30 bucks. Yeah, yeah. It's just, but it's a huge bucket and there's just endless chicken fingers in there. We'll eat that like midway through the game. And then we'll just continue to drink. And sure. like we probably went to like we go to Billy Billy's bar before the game. Yeah. Have a couple shots and then like have a couple shots after. Yeah. Just lube up the system. Fucking bomb the whole time. I don't think I could get drunk with the amount that I ate with you guys. And I was like, these guys go to the game, but they're actually enjoying City Field and all it has to offer. Yeah. Like all the different foods and shit. Like I, I couldn't tell you. The only thing I know about Yankee State, the new Yankee Stadium was like Sick nachos. I'll get them at some point if I'm not falling down. You know yeah. what I mean? I've I've gotten drunk at City Field like pretty shit faced like two or three times, but most That's of the time when you were broke. Yeah, and you couldn't afford the food. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I, but I like going there and I like trying everything. I want to try the new different things. I tried that fucking crazy grilled cheese that you yeah, got yeah. too. Um, the mozzarella sticks, uh, the the nacho helmet that Taylor got, the fucking the, mozzarella ball. Oh my god! And then the taco ball too. Yeah, yeah. And then you were nice enough to get me the ice cream helmet and I got that really cute picture of you and <laughs> took the picture of him and we're touching each other's helmets yeah. uh, that's a different picture but our ice cream helmets and I'm like alright you ready and he goes cheese <laughs> but um, I had a great time at the game it was a, a good time um, Schlem told the world that you are a Mets fan um, he just keeps on fucking saying it every time I talk to him it's like the Mets on the Mets playing I'm like I don't know I'm watching the Yankee game right now yeah bullshit so would he ever go to a Mets game would I he? think so you really don't think he would just go if, well, probably if, were, if it was like if, Mets Yankees if it was Mets Yankees or what if it was like Mets Red Sox because he has to hate the Red Sox more than the Mets I know you hate the Mets but you hate the Red Sox a lot more he would go if it was like maybe he had a chance to like meet Carton or something. <laughs> if he was, if Craig was going to be there, yeah. If something like if it was a special event, but like I, I couldn't. I just, I still don't hear the end of it. It's been like fucking three weeks, and he's still saying, "Oh, oh, Degrom looks good. Your favorite pitcher." <laughs> I'm like, shut the fuck up. Dude, I told I called him a pussy and he goes, Yeah, what's your spin rate? <laughs> Is he still saying spin rate all the time? Yeah, spin rate, everything. Well, I definitely want to talk about that in a little bit, but um do you want to do reviews? Yeah, might as well. All right. Um, what do you want to do? You want me to go first? Well, we're gonna market uh, this one a lot better and we're gonna get a lot more listeners. Yes, correct. Let's uh let's switch back and forth. Okay. We both had two. Okay, so which one should I do first? Uh you do Taylor's first okay. and then I'll do uh Bo Burnham. Okay. And then you do my album, and I'll do... Uh, All right. So Taylor gave me uh, Mike Jones' album. Who is Mike Jones? And we were going to the game. You asked me if I had listened to it, and I didn't say anything. Because it hurt to talk about it. Yeah. 
Okay, so Taylor also was very adamant that I had definitely heard a song from here. I didn't hear any of these songs. My first time ever hearing anything from him. All I knew about Mike Jones was who? Like, everyone knew. (sighs) All right, intro. Shut the fuck up, MikeJones.com. Back then, this is the only song that got more than a one. I gave it a two because I liked the beat, but the chorus was annoying. We get it. Hose didn't want you before you were famous. Where have I heard this before? Every mediocre rapper ever. It's every rapper ever. They didn't like me until I was famous. Shut up. You're not denying the hose. We know this. Go away. Awful. Um, Flossin. Um, I wrote, I'm embarrassed driving with my windows down with this absolute drivel playing. Still tipping. I'm fully convinced that if this came out now, it would be universally shit on. This is horrific. Second song in a row where he's talking about hose not wanting him. Literally repeating the chorus of the previous dog shit song, Fuck You. Now, this is what I don't get with some of these. Like, this song says, Got It Sewed Up Remix. Where's the original? I only see the remix on here. I'm assuming it was a mixtape or something that the original was on. Um, And I wrote for myself. I stopped grading these eventually. I wrote, Why Do Bad Things Happen to Good People? Um, Is that the name of the song, or is that what you just said? That's how I felt. (laughs) I was like, Why Do Bad Things Happen to Good People? Um, Scandalous Hose. Fuck This is what I wrote. Screw That. How many songs can one album have with the slow down speaking chorus, where it's just literally someone says something and it's going screwed up and it just slowed down it's chopped and screwed literally bro. every song um i wrote this is unforgivable turning lane how did anyone ever like this repetitive dog shit laws patrolling whoever let mike jones happen should be shot killed revived stabbed and killed again one of the most irritating beats i've ever heard and after that i had to stop writing about it because it hurt me so bad i listened to the album twice i usually even the albums i don't like i try to listen to them to see if eventually something clicks with me and at no point did anything on this album resemble something that didn't make me that's why i was depressed for the last few weeks from listening to this fucking garbage well like after like uh, mike jones came out there was uh, houston rappers and like i'm going to give you a few examples of who the um, Chamillionaire. Okay, I remember Chamillionaire. Riding Dirty. Yeah, I remember like, Riding Dirty. That was a fine track. All Walls on the Still Tipping. Yep. And he has a couple other songs. And then there was Slim Thug. And Slim Thug had a couple of pretty good songs. They were all into this uh, Chopped and Screwed shit. Where they just basically have their song and just slow it down. Yeah. I, all they did I, is slow it down. I, and people I, went crazy for it at the time. So I can understand, because Taylor's uh, pretty a lot younger than us, that in 2005, he was in middle school. That this was probably like banging at the time. It was, yeah. it was cool. I didn't listen to it at all. And now listening to it, I think, and you even said, Josh, you thought you liked it. And you listened back to it. And you were like, what the fuck is yeah. this? Uh, I, there was nothing I would take away from this album other than who let this happen. <laughs> and I think, there, you know, you don't ever hear about... When's the last time anyone heard about anything Mike Jones did far, that being relevant? Can you name? Uh, he no. was on... Uh, the last song I can even think of that he was featured on was uh, I'm in Love with a Stripper. Why do you sound so much louder than me in my own headphones? I don't know. Oh, whatever. So anyway, I was in Arizona... Fucking 2008. Oh, for your half credit? And seven. Yeah. So I was in, <laughs> or it was 2008, or it was either 2008. Yeah, it was 2008. And I was in there, and some guy's like, yo, I got this shit that, like, you guys on the East Coast haven't even heard of. And he starts, he puts on, like, a Mike Jones song. And I'm like, dude, Mike Jones has come and gone in New <laughs> it's York. It's over. It's done. <laughs> since you, this has just come out here on the West Coast. And, like, back then, it wasn't, like, as prevalent now we're shit on Spotify, the internet. And these guys Apple were a little Music. older. Sure, sure. And this guy's, like, dancing to it and shit in his car. And I basically said, you're a fucking loser. <laughs> and then the guy wanted to fight me. And I was like, you don't want to fight me. Like, I'm 18 years old. I have nothing to lose. <laughs> and, like, 
He, he's like, he, he calmed down. He's like, why don't you, why don't you play something? I was like, I don't have fucking CDs on me. <laughs> like, what am I? I like my, at the did, time, you my your, phone, did you have your Zune? Yeah, no. <laughs> I was like, um, no, but I was like, you should probably check into like, G-Unit was still making music at the time. I was like, you should probably listen to some of that. Like, it was Yeah, terrible. it was, that was one of the worst albums I've gotten on the show. And it's not just me like trying to hate it. Uh, it was just bad. Like, I just, I, I understand like. It, when I, if I was in 2005 and heard it for the first time, it would make sense because I feel like a lot of the stuff had that sound to it. Yeah. And all that you needed at that time, and still, you know, it might have been a precursor to what happens now, is who? Mike Jones. And that's just a thing. And people said it all the time. And despite me never heard, hearing a song from him, I knew who he was. But unforgivably bad. Yep. Horrific. It, I'll give it a 0.02 out of five. But the wow. state of music is like fucked up. Like just now, I was, I was, I'm going to go into this whole long thing. I'll do it after your guys. Sure, reviews. sure. Okay, great. Um, so yeah, <laughs> dog shit. All right, so uh, Bo Burnham Inside. Did you watch this? No. Okay, don't worry about it. All right, so um, genius. Genius. It's, 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 it's incredible. I, like, I watched it again and it was, it was, it might have been better the second time, yeah. honestly. You know, watching through, like appreciating the fact that everything that he was done was done by him. Yeah. You know, he produced the whole thing. He shot the whole thing. He edited the whole thing. He wrote all the he music. He literally, all he had was, what, two cameras and a couple phones and yep. he did it all himself in his guest house over the course of a year. Yeah. Um, and, and all of it is so incredibly relevant. Like, you know, there are particular songs on there like FaceTime with my mom. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> I, I texted you while I was watching it. I'm like, yo, like, this is crazy. This is like an exact conversation with my well, mother. Why is your hair wet? I just got out of the shower. Like, yeah, no. It's, and Landlord was cracking up at it because that's what it, if you try FaceTime with anyone over the age of 50, the phone is right there in their face. They put their thumb over the camera. Yep. I can't see you. Yep. Uh, yeah, that was very relevant. Um, and then, uh, you know, one of my favorite bits that he did uh, throughout the whole special was the, um, I don't remember what the song was, but he kept playing his reaction to it, and it kept looping. Oh, yeah. And, he, like, I felt myself getting anxiety in real time because he's talking over himself, and, like, the videos I are was, playing in a loop. I was sitting there watching it and wondering, like, how far he, I was like, okay, he did it one time. When is he going to overlay it again watching the reaction video? And he overlaid it, like, four times, and I'm like, this fucking troll. And the thing it reminded me of was um, Andy Kaufman did this thing where he filmed a special, and in the middle of it, he messed with what it looked like, so it looked like it was scrambled, with the hopes that people watching at home would get up and start hitting their TVs. Mm -hmm. And the, he's, people were like, why do you want to make them get out of their seat? He's like, I don't know. And it, it's like this, that was my biggest takeaway from the thing overall was, I didn't know what was real yeah. and what was him actually having like a mental breakdown. And I know some people that watched it and they're like, it was hard for me to watch because I was in that state of depression from the quarantine not that long ago. Yeah. And he's a mentally ill guy. He retired from, or he had, he had to stop doing onstage shows five years ago because he was having panic attacks. Or, or he was like, you could say it. He was a pussy. He was a pussy. Yeah, sure. <laughs> no, he was a mentally kidding. ill pussy. Um, Mental he, awareness. I'm gonna try to bring back like bullying awareness. Like, but like to, to bully people. To bully people to strengthen their mental awareness. I, how long have I been advocating for health. bullying on the show? That I'm, I'm a, since the beginning. I, I've been advocating for bullying like, for a long time. You know, mental but, health and awareness and shit like that. It's like yeah, maybe you should harden the fuck up a little I, bit. I, I a little agree. Bit. Um, I don't want to. I don't want people to like. Who are seriously ill to go kill themselves. Of course. Well, that's the difference between someone that's mentally ill and someone that's just a pussy. Yeah. You got to differentiate the two. Now, Bo Burnham, he's mentally ill, like a lot of great artists are. Like, they, I mean, 
it, he's joked for years about killing himself, and he did on this one. Yeah. And he killed himself? No, he's joked about <laughs> it. Like, he said he's going to kill himself by the time it. he's 35, I think is what he says. Yeah. Um, and he has to, like, put it at the beginning, I'm just kidding, I'm not going to kill myself. But the lines being blurred to me is such a brilliant aspect of it. On top of it being, you know, uh, we were talking about, I'm like, this dude could write a Broadway show. Mm -hmm. Like, it, it, the, the Welcome to the Internet song. Yeah. Is one, I got to send you just that clip so you could see it. It's fucking brilliant because it's literally every aspect of the internet and it's fucking hilarious. Yeah. The Bezos songs I the, liked a the, lot. The Bezos songs are really funny. Um, the the white woman on Instagram shit had yeah. me fucking howling. Because it's, it's so accurate. It's just And it's a little bit darker than you realize because he's talking about like, you know, your coffee cup and the, the scenic picture and you're scrolling through all these things that all these white women are posting and then you get to the person that's talking about their mom dying and you just like scroll through it like casually. It, it's it's just a brilliant like microcosm of what we all did over the last year. Yep. But then you watch it as you watch it, it starts a very upbeat and funny and goofy and a little disjointed and then it gets really dark yep. as it goes on. Um, and what, what else? What else do you have from it? Um, yeah, pretty much that. Like the first half, you know, being very upbeat and very, very Goofy, comedic, silly. And then as you get towards, you know, once you hit thirty, yeah, uh, yeah, you know, then it really starts to take a weird turn of where you start to feel almost uncomfortable while you're going through and and he starts looking more and more disheveled as it goes on, yeah. hair long, beard long, everything. Yeah, he didn't even look like Bo Burnham. Nah, honestly. Um, the the couple of the songs towards the end were great, like All Eyes on Me, like I fucking yeah, throw your fucking hands. <laughs> the landlord was playing that for the last week, like she genuinely loves the song. I'm like, yeah. it's a good like party song. Yeah, no, I I'm very impressed. I'd never watched any Bo Burnham stuff before this. Um, um, it's different than what he had done previously because in front of a live crowd, it's yeah. different. What you know, you I'm going to go back and watch some of his other stuff. Yeah, they're all on. But they're all on Netflix. What are you looking for? <laughs> Where spinners go? Oh, I threw them all out. <laughs> um, there's a coffee mug behind there that I think was just used to be a cigarette yeah, ashtray. No, I'll just wait till I finish my water. Just start spinning on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> um, but his other specials are so. My I actually took the landlord to see him um, when he filmed one of the Netflix specials. Yeah. Um, so I was there for it, and I always said like he's super. Super talented. It's not my style of comedy because I don't consider him a stand-up. Right. He's a song and dance man, a lot like Andy Kaufman. There's a, a lot of um, production that goes into his things. It's not just a simple like up there telling jokes. Yeah. Very intelligent in what he's saying, but I appreciated what he did. Um, I loved the one movie he directed, Eighth Grade, I thought was fucking brilliant. He was really good in Promising Young Woman. He's playing Larry Bird in the upcoming HBO ser a series they're doing about the Lakers and Celtics, which is interesting casting. Yeah. Um, but... He, I, I want to see him make a horror movie because he did some dark shit. Yeah. And his editing was really good and all by himself. I was floored by it. Yeah. Like completely floored. Like overall, uh, I give this a, uh, I mean, I, I can't really rate it like a movie, but I'm going to give it a solid 10 out of 10 yeah. for what it was. There's not a thing know. I would change about it. Yeah. I was, I, I was blown away. Yeah. Um, all right. So you gave me an album. Um, you gave me uh, The Devil Wears Prada's uh, sequel EP, really, uh, Zombie 2, yep. Z2. Um, which is also the name of one of my favorite horror movies, Zombie 2. Um, I loved it. I loved the first zombie. I loved this. Um, there, there really, it, there's nothing to like critique about it at all. Like the lowest rating I gave any song was uh, four. Um, and that was uh, the second song, uh, Forlorn. Um, it was good, but it's a little bit repetitive. But the music was great. Uh, opening track, Nightfall, phenomenal, intense as shit. Uh, Termination. I wrote, I love a song that makes me want to fight or fuck. And this one makes me want to fight and fuck. Uh, awesome. Uh, Nara, I loved. Uh, usually, I love... So this is my only critique on Nara. I gave it a 4.5. 
I love when a song slows down, but I felt it hurt this one just a little bit. Um, and Contagion was my favorite song on here. Um, I I love the um, the off key breakdown. I love the um, dueling sing to scream. I was that had to be somewhat about the pandemic, I guess, or just the state of the political socio atmosphere over right. the last year. Um, but you know, musically brilliant. Uh, I always tell you like. I, I listen to some of these bands and I'm like I th- I love this but I think I'd love it more live and I'm listening to this and like dude I can feel this live and how much it'd make me want to rage phenomenal even though they're not all fives it's a five out of five uh, I've been jamming it since we fucking talked nice. about it three weeks ago sensational yeah dude I dug it you know when it was leading up to it coming out I'm like kind of felt weird about it because historically sequel albums don't do very Wait, well what are you talking about reload <laughs> load and reload come on I love those albums <laughs> no you didn't no you <laughs> didn't you have nostalgia about them you don't love them they're you know, not so good. they they do like you know they have a couple of these shorter eps that yeah, are yeah. kind of um, which is cool concept eps and you know i was a little bit weird about them like doing Pompeii. a sequel to one <laughs> uh but i but i dug it a lot and i'm glad that you did dude too. I, I loved it phenomenal all right all right Please. so the, the dar- <laughs> yeah right this is a lot uh the dark and the wicked um wow i i don't remember how the last time probably Hereditary, honestly, yeah. where I was this creeped out watching a movie. Like it was just it a- wasn't inherently scary, but it just something about like the way that the music played with the camera angles. It's a constant set of dread, a sense of dread. Yeah. Like something bad's about to happen. <laughs> uh, and it, it's so atmospheric with the the sound effects mm-hmm. and just how it makes you it makes you feel like uncomfortable in your own skin. You know, the, the first thirty movie. minutes of the movie you see some of the silhouettes sure. of the um I guess the devil yeah, uh, yeah. is really what it comes down to. You know, that's the main entity that was the, um, you know, the protagonist yeah, of the movie. the presence and, or whatever. And yeah. you're seeing the silhouettes and the music's playing, and then you get to the scene in the kitchen. <laughs> and uh, the mother is chopping these carrots that she's going to put in the soup. And then she fucking cuts her fingers off, yep. dude. And I was like, oh, I dude, literally I audibly go, holy shit. Dude, I did the same thing. I was like, oh. And then, like, the, to make matters worse, she chops her fingers off. And then she starts chopping them up into yeah. little bits. And then it cuts away. And then you just get that that image there. The blood coming down the counter. The fingers chopped up. And then you go into the barn and the old lady's hanging from the, yeah. you know, from the rafters. It, it esc- so it sets it up in such a way that, like, you know something bad is coming. You yeah. see the silhouettes. The music is creepy. The the Even, like, the color palettes that are all throughout. It's just really, like, a dreck. Yeah. It, it's very gross. And then it starts to unfold, and you know shit's getting weird. Yeah. Um, so as the movie goes on, you're starting to see what the entity's deal is. It makes its victims see something so horrible yeah that they want to just end it all yeah uh and you know just when uh, when the brother goes home and Ooh. he gets this image projected into his mind that his wife kills his two daughters and then kills herself yeah and he stands there and he's just shocked yeah and then he just takes a knife out and he cuts his throat but he, it's a small pocket knife, so he's he's suffering on the ground. Yep. He looks back up, and there's nothing there. And then, and then his wife and daughters come in through the garage door, and you're like, whoa. Gnarly. Yeah. Gnarly. Um, and then back at the house where his sister is still taking care of the father, uh, you have the uh, the caretaker with the sharp, you know, gouging her yep. eyes out. Yep. This was so creepy, so, you know, made me feel so uneasy, very grisly, the death scenes were. It really was, and it, it, for being a low-budget movie, and the, I compared it, I said it was like a blend of Hereditary and The Witch. Yeah. You got the barn scene where you didn't really know it was happening. The shit happening with the fucking priest that you didn't really know it was happening. Right. Um, and then the father, the, the, you get the typical jump scares in the shower or whatnot. Yeah. Just kind of have to, like, break the tension just a little bit. Yeah. Because I like when a movie... 
a horror movie like that where it's a slow build where you just feel gross the whole time and then snap yeah. and then back to that and then snap. And I thought that for being a director I never heard of, uh, cast I wasn't very familiar with, and to make it to resonate with me where I was sitting there and I just remember watching the landlord and she was just looking out the window the whole time. She's like, this is fucking uncomfortable. And I'm like, I, when I see movies like that, I'm like, yeah, yep. I'm like, I like it. And um, it, it was very, very impressive. Yeah. Uh, so you called this your favorite horror movie of 2020. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I, the only other horror movies I saw in 2020 were the ones that we watched for the show. Sure. Um, so the, uh, I forget the names of them even. The one where it was the Australian movie with the mom and the daughter. Relic. Relic. Yes. And then the other one was the, um. Uh, I know what you're going to say and it's slipping my mind right now. Uh, it doesn't matter, okay, but sure. uh, out of those three, this one was definitely the best. Yeah, this was my because uh, um, it was. I, I, I now I'm mad. I'm forgetting the name of the movie. Um, but I I loved Relic. The other one I loved because we compared one. that to Hereditary, also. Oh, um, son of a fucking bitch, whore, cunt, motherfucker! Why am I not remembering this fucking name? Right. Um, I I know it's like oh, I loved it, right? Um, I the Hulu it, movie. The the Hulu. Oh, um, shit! What the fuck? <laughs> I'm remembering like almost all the details about it except for what the fuck it was. Throw called. more details at me. Throw more details at me. Um, <laughs> the the mother was a stepmom, not an actual mother, uh, okay. of a couple of kids, and she died. Oh, the lodge. The lodge, the lodge. was great. Yes. Yeah, and I love the lodge, and it edged the lodge out for me too. Yeah. Um, I, I just, it was very. I love atmospheric horror. Yeah, and that really did it for me. Yeah. So for me, this is an eight point eight out of ten. Cool. All right, so I had a couple thoughts in mind for movie for you, um, but one of the things I want to say beforehand, you mentioned to me something you wanted to do was you were going to eventually give me 10 movies yep. that you haven't seen that I will be shocked that you haven't seen them. Yeah. So I want that for the next episode. Okay. Um, so I have uh, a movie that is a follow-up to something that you like that you haven't seen yet. Okay. I have a movie that I've given you shit about not seeing, Okay. and I have a movie that is also a horror movie from 2020. Um, it's a different type of horror movie, but I loved it. It's uh, an A24 horror movie. Okay. Um, so I want you to pick out of those three. Uh, give me the one you've given me shit for not seeing. Uh, okay. The, the pick is Knives Out. Okay. Um, so Daniel Craig, um, it, it's actually a huge cast. Daniel Craig, um, uh, Chris Evans, Jamie Lee Curtis. Uh, Jesus, who else is in this? Um, the, uh, Ana de Armas is in it. Uh, it is a, a really fucking fun movie. Yeah. Daniel Craig is so good. He is so good in this. Um, it is, uh, what's his name that did uh, Looper in The Last Jedi that directed it? Oh, uh, Ryan, Ryan Johnson. Johnson. Um, it, I thought, when I first saw the trailer for this movie, like, there's no way this is going to be good. I had so much fun with it. Daniel Craig sounds like Boghorn Leghorn. Uh, it already got greenlit for a sequel that he's writing, um, and I think he's playing dual roles where he's going to be playing his twin brother as well. Okay. The cast for the sequel is even crazier than the cast for this one. It's just entirely a murder mystery. Uh, it's fun. It's silly. Uh, the acting in it is great. Ana Dermis is a fucking smoke show. Yep. It's a good uh, movie. You saw it? Mm. It Knives Out is awesome, so that's the pick for you this week. Okay, cool. So for you this week, um, I feel like a lot of times when I wind up giving you albums on the show in the past, I've given you either Pompeii or something <laughs> I was certain that you were going to love. Okay. No, no. Uh, this week, I'm going to give you something that I think might be a toss-up for you. Okay. I personally love this album. All right. Uh, it's definitely a pop album. Uh, okay. This guy... You know, people think he's hip hop, but to me, after listening to a couple of his records, this guy is it's an Ricky Martin. This guy is an entertainer. <laughs> okay, everything that he does is so super entertaining to Asher me. Roth. Uh, I'm gonna give you Post Malone's Hollywood's Bleeding. Okay, all right, I'm in. I, he gave me a Post Malone album once. 
Um, that's his most recent one, right? This, yeah. Okay, that's the one that has the circle song on it. Oh, I'm yeah. skipping Bologna. that song. I've heard it too much. Okay. I've heard it too much. I'll skip over it unless I love the album, then I'll listen to it and flow. Um, all right, we'll see. I yeah. didn't hate the first time he gave me the album. I was like very like, there's things I liked about it. There's things I respect what he does. I respect this that is he very, very out. different from Beer Bongs and Bentleys to me. Yeah. Like that was still like he's trying to be a hip-hop guy. Yeah, yeah. I think that with Hollywood's Bleeding, he's really f- embraced the fact that he's an entertainer. Well, he came up as a rapper, like, with ASAP Rocky and them, yeah. and he yeah. was, like, a f- he was he had his sick entourage with him, and he, he hung out with those, like, he hung with those boys rapping, but uh, when he crossed the line with me was when he did a cover of Hootie and the Blowfish. That's where you <laughs> crossed what's, the what's fucking song? What's line. Song? Let me hear you do a cover of Hootie and let the Blowfish. Let her cry. <laughs> if the tears fall down like red, let her say. <laughs> if it eases all her pain, do you, do you really, let her go. Do you love Hootie that much? I, like, I love Hootie. What about uh, Darius Rucker? Nah. What about Wagon Wheel? Yeah. How does that song go? I'm a luck wagon wheel. Come on, kiss your sister in the way you feel. Ooh, mama, touch me. <laughs> That's actually how the song goes. Yeah, it's something like that. Um, all right. I'm excited to try this. It's different. Um, if so I, let me just... Please, you, I want to hear. You had a, um, a tangent. A declaration okay. to me. <laughs> right. The declaration is that if you... Th- I was like... Uh, just going through channels, and I went to the fifties, right? And I was like, "Oh, the fifties have some sick songs, like the, the ge- generic XM." Yeah, sure, 50s sure. A lot of you hear a lot of the influence of what became the the modern rock boom with the Beatles yeah, and everything. And like, what I like about that is that it goes for every genre. Yeah, it for doesn't sure. just single out. Oh like, no, it's not R&B. just like doo wop or anything. Yeah, but back then, that's when like you like our parents grew up listening to a little bit of everything. Yeah, sure, right. And now, like kids are so selective. Mm-hmm. And like genres are just getting killed one after another. Like you think about like when uh, Biggie and Tupac came out, right? Yeah. They were like, "Holy shit, these guys are that's gangster rap." Yeah, right? they they kind of they offshot into what rap was into something different and made it a mainstream thing. And like before that, you had your goofy like Will Smith and sure, DJ Jazzy sure. Jeff and like yeah, LL Grandmaster, Cool J. I mean, it started out like that, Grandmaster Flash and shit, yeah, where it was and, just like funky kind of rap. And then like like little by little, Nas slipped into the cracks, and then sure. gangster rap became a big thing. The norm, and then, the like, norm. Yeah, DMX came from there, Fifty Cent came from there, and sure. like they all just evolved, 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 and then it got to a point like, and then like. Taylor giving you the Mike Jones is like a perfect example of you taking a genre, wiping your ass with it, and everybody loves it, and then it gets conflicted. You know, it was Houston. It was it was always uh, East versus West, and yeah. then the Houston rappers were like, "Now Houston Dirt, in the dirty mix, South, motherfucker." Dirt, dirty South, and then Atlanta's like, "No, we in the mix, motherfucker." Yin Yang Twins, yeah, Ludacris. Like, I remember all that. Like yeah. as it started to happen, because it was always coastal. It was always West Coast, East Coast. So then, then like now people can have like an, uh, they can pick what they like. Yeah, you know what I mean. And like you know me being from like where I'm from, like New York City, is like I'm always gonna go with the East Coast. Like, sure. Fuck Tupac. Yeah. Like even though he was born in, in New Jersey. Yeah, but fuck Tupac. <laughs> no, I get. What you're but uh, like you know, it's just—it's funny because I actually like B- Pac more than Biggie. I, yeah. lo- I love Biggie too, but, but I you, like Pac more. Then like I listen to Lithium, right? And Lithium has so much good music because it's like mostly from like the '90s, of and the grunge era. Yeah, yeah. And like that was like amazing. But like before the grunge era, it was just like rock and roll. Basically. It was hair. Well, it was yeah, hair rock. Hair, it was hair glam, rock. glam metal, well, I mean, glam rock. You know, it evolved from the 
you know, you got to go all the way back to the 50s. Yeah. You know, you start out with Elvis. Yeah. Yep. You know, and then you... And then well, the, if you really want to be real, Elvis took it all from blacks. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, let's be fair. Just like right. Led Zeppelin. But, you, but, just like you start Led out there, but, but and then say, you go to the Beatles, and then you go to Led Zeppelin, and then the 80s roll around, and there's all different kinds. Like, you've got your, you got your Black Sabbath, Ozzy Osbourne, sure. Sharps. Then Metallica and Megadeth start coming out. And then you have those hair bands. Like, you've got, like, fucking Rat and Poison, Poison uh, and Winger, uh, Winger. White Winger, White Snake, Bon Jovi. <laughs> I was listening. Uh, I was flipping through the radio stations when WFN was on commercial. I accidentally landed on Michael K. And Pour Some Sugar on Me was on. I'm like, fuck this. Like, I fucking hate that shit. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's fucking, and it's, it's very fruity. Like, I understand it was, like, this point in time in the 80s where about, like, um... Uh, overabundance of things, and it yeah. was just you know cocaine and big hair. It's just not good. Yeah. Like I get it, like a bar, yeah, it's dope. Like it, there's a difference, but do you ever want to put that on yourself? Besides, yeah. like a, a party situation, well, like Molly Crew has some good songs. Like, oh, sure, have, for they, sure. They, no, no, there's there's, good there's songs you can dude, you yeah. can handpick them, dude. Yeah, we're like not, you, gotta, we're, you know you, you can make a dope playlist out of like you know the best Motley Crue songs and like the Twisted best Poison Sister. songs. Like dude, Skid Row dude, on there. Dude, <laughs> people always like we're not going to take it. It's yeah. a fucking anthem. You yeah. know what I mean? We're it's, not going to take it. I would consider that the anthem of that whole era of rock, personally. Yeah. And but what you were talking about, like how you know kids now, they, it's just this very selective kind of thing, but. Music has been made to a genre isn't real to the the generation. We sound like old men now. Yeah, no, the that's generation what I, exactly below us. what I was going to start like, off with. It's like, I'm going to sound like a 60-year-old man. So here. I saw a meme the other day. It says, we didn't treat pop punk right, and now look what Machine Gun Kelly's doing. Exactly. And listen, if it's, if it's making a genre I like, maybe have a, a renaissance or a revival, great. But I'm sorry, his shit sucks. I, I just, mm -hmm. I don't get it. Like, I get why it's popular. I yeah. totally get it because it, ha it has a hook. So you look at all 92.3, right? And then, like, yeah. you think about good bands. Like, Cage the Elephant is a fucking absurdly good band. Very right? talented. And, I, like, I don't like many new bands that come yeah, out. same. And then, like, you know, you got, like, your the White Stripe, the Jack White and shit. So, and, and, amazing musician. Yeah, you got good shit. And then, like... All this stuff starts sneaking into Alt 92.3, and it like first came out, and they but still like I want you to be happier. I, I know. Like, I I only know that like, song because of you, and I sing it around the landlord. Like, How do you know that? I'm like, they man, sing bro. that Pompeii song. It's like eh eh oh eh oh. Oh my eh, god! Eh, what about eh, the um, eh. the coffee song? The um, oh my god! I, but like that's the thing is that like Machine Gun Kelly, Youngblood is one of the guys. Names. Yeah, yeah. He's featured on every single. And he song sounds like he sounds like he's trying to do My Chemical Romance, but it's auto tune. Yeah, and like like and. Even like one of my favorite bands, Bring Me the Horizon, went from being like one of the hard, you, hard right, as fuck. Hit you right in the face, like suck my dick, fucking motherfucker. Yeah, to like, to, to like now they're doing the exact. Like he has a song with Youngblood. It's not a, a half bad song, but like it's my, not what you want from them. But what I when I started really getting into music was probably like oh seven. But sure. like I've always been into music of since course, I was of like course. But young. when you started like uh, experimenting more, when music. I was like I needed something to listen to for my fucking hour and a half car ride into the city and home. I was like, I really got into Taking Back Sunday. I was never into them. I was always about hate breed and heavy stuff. And yeah, yeah. But then I was like, oh, okay. And I started dissecting lyrics and yeah, shit. Yeah, maybe I missed something here. Yeah. And like, I, I missed the boat with Blink 182 when they were first time around. You go back and like, listen to them. Wayne Static was way cooler. <laughs> yeah, fair, <laughs> like just fair. To me. And like, 
I just like now there's none there's nothing anymore. Like even like bands that I used to like like All Time Low and stuff. Dude, the I I, I heard their that single they were playing on ninety two three over and over That's again. So terrible. I, I the first time I heard it, I was in the car with the landlord, and I'm like, what the fuck is this? And then I see it's All Time Low, and I'm like, wow. And All Time Low are pretty white boys. Yeah. And like they started out like pretty white boys with pretty good music. Yeah, they were a good <laughs> pop. And punk now band. they're pretty white boys that suck. Well, they're, and they're trying to conform to like what. The kids are listening to now, and they're actually making more money probably now than they did the well, albums the that I liked it's, maybe three albums ago. It's if you really want to break it down, and this is if you want to go back to like an era that was probably formative to our taste in music, even though we were too young to appreciate it as it was happening. But Metallica were called sellouts for the Black Album, yeah, because that was the first time they made real radio hits. Like every song was a radio hit. Yeah, and you're like and, James Hetfield sings. Yeah, <laughs> and I. I don't love the Black Album because it's... I, I don't think it's a bad album, but I think it signals the end of what made me love Metallica. Right. And it, I didn't see it again until Death Magnetic. Metallica disappeared for me besides a couple songs here and there. Give like, me fuel, give me a fire, give me a double shot design. I hate that song. I like Whiskey in a Jar. And I, um, I love that. And turn the page. And I, uh, that's there actually I not. Go. That's not bad. That's, that's a, a that's one. a good cover. Those, and the one yeah. from the Mission Impossible Two soundtrack, I disappear, is a great fucking Saint song. Saint Anger is a fucking sick. I song. actually like the song Saint Anger. It's the um, only song on the album I actually you know, really like. I like it when uh, they go to prison can, and play it. Yeah, it's I dope. Can, I, if I go back now and listen to Saint Anger, because there was a lot of like feelings about Saint Anger when it first came out. Like resentment. I I remember he, like listening to it for the first time. I wouldn't go to my bus stop till that came on. Fucking excited. Me too. And then I put it on. And I'm like, all right, Frantic, I heard them play this on MTV. All right, it's Frantic fine. is one of the worst songs and ever then, written. And then Saint Anger, I'm like, okay, you know, this is a lot longer than the music video was because uh, they looped it like four times yeah. in the actual song. And then Some Kind of Monster. And I'm like, what what's the, happening? What the, fuck? the documentary Some world, Kind of Monster okay. is great. The documentary is great. But now if I go back to it and I appreciate it for what it was, it was a bunch of old guys trying to reinvent their own sound, experiment a little bit. with you. You flush it out. No, they were experimenting with stuff. And honestly, it would not be as awful if not for the fucking snare. And like, did they just forget guitar solos? And did you ever watch a guy on YouTube that recorded it all himself. Mm -hmm. he, it's great. It's yeah. actually like not bad. Frantic is a terrible song. Yeah. There's no denying that. I actually think Saint Anger is a pretty good song. I could listen to that song and yeah. not hate it. There, yeah, like there, there's a couple of songs. Um, I actually like some kind of monster now a little bit. I don't hate uh, it, but there's three songs on that record that I actually think are kind of bangers. There's one called Sweet Amber. That one's yes. really fucking good. Uh, Dirty Window. Dirty and, Window's really uh, good. And Shoot Me Again. Shoot, Melissa, me, shoot me Again. I ain't dead yet. Melissa yeah. Etheridge, Come Through My Window is awesome. Dude, I, uh, dude, I remember <laughs> Can you sing it for me? Come through my window. Oh. Crawl inside. Way by the light of the moon. Wow. Come through my window. I'll be home soon. And somehow he's still gayer home. than her. I'll be home. <laughs> I'm coming home. I remember one time I had, I had a chick over the house and my dad pulled up home and she goes, is your dad blasting Melissa Etheridge? I'm like, like fuck yeah. yeah. yeah dude, that was a good album. Alanis it's, Morissette and Melissa Etheridge. like they, Jagged Little Pill is yeah. one of the top five albums of the 90s. Yeah, I don't care. I went, to, I went to fucking Koreatown and I was doing karaoke. They're like, <laughs> what do you want to what do you want to play? And it was the, the I want, want you to know. know. You ought to know. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you ought to know. I put yeah. that on. The, the, the Asian guys, the, the Asian people in there, we're the only white people in there. 
the Asian people in there are singing Eminem, and they're like, this looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me. I was going to say, you're appropriate. It kind of reminds me of the uh, karaoke scene in Rush Hour 2. Oh, my yeah. God, yeah. So then, so then when, when like, me and Schlem were like, dude, we're going together, and we're going to do Bon Jovi living on a prayer, and like we're going to blow all these... They're going to be... Their minds are going to be Korean blown. Korean people's they're, minds. Yeah. Because, like, they were trying to sing the lyrics, like, of... And, like, we all recited it in our head. I'm pr- pretty much guaranteed. Hi, my name is... Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and like they, when they would come to like the rapping parts, they could not keep oh, no, up with no. it, and they were like reading it off the teleprompter. It was like William Hong rapping all and, like, of them. Let's blow their socks off, and then like we, living on a prayer, we got like a standing ovation, and I was like, I'm doing jagged little pill. I didn't get the standing ovation that Bon Jovi got, but people appreciated it. I, I genuinely love that Atlantis album. That there's, no, I was so sincere last year. It was at the reunion of Jagged Little Pill, and like yeah. Taylor Hawkins was coming back to play drums on it and shit. Did you see what Foo Fighters did at the Garden this weekend? Like Dave Chappelle, dude, that was dope. That was you sick. saw that? Yeah, playing Creed. I was like. Like, my, like Sam's like, oh, how is his voice? I'm like, he's not he can't good. sing. He just went up there. That's a song that like you don't need to sing no. for because everyone knows it. it. It's just one of those I things. I know that song because of Rock Band. I can honestly say. Oh, that. I, 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 really I, I love. It. I never really heard it before Rock Band. Did, how you didn't go deep with Radiohead? No, dude, I, you I should. I like that one song um, where. I lost myself. I lost myself. Oh, um, are you talking about fake plastic trees? The one where the guy's running in the car. I don't know the music video. I know Pablo Honey and OK Computer are sensational albums. Like those are the two Radiohead albums that if anyone told me they suck, they're a fucking liar. Like you can't say. And one of my favorite bands, who another one that they sold out. I loved Muse. Muse was fucking dope. And then they did the Twilight soundtrack. And then they were like, dude, we're making more money than ever. Who, Muse? Yeah, Muse. Uh, they the did Knights the, of Sidonia is one of my favorites. Dude, yeah. they were one of the best bands I've ever seen live. They were on, When they did Newborn, which might be their best song, he comes down from the fucking ceiling on a piano, a grand piano playing it. Yeah. They were unbelievable. Uh, Knights of Sidonia, amazing song. Every album up to Black Holes and Revelations, which is a great song itself. And then after that, they, they made Twilight money. Like, no shit. We could yeah, shit on Twilight all we want. I, I get it. And then they started to make a little bit of a comeback. But um, that was another one where, like, I get it. Like, financially, it makes sense. You're going to make more money than ever where if you want to do... Like, when I see Jack White, the White Stripes were a good band. Yeah. But it was him. And he said, you just play the drums like this to Meg White. And then he parlayed that into a, an unbelievable solo career. All of his solo albums are amazing. Yeah, they're, they're, he's ridiculous. Help me, stranger. Like their oh. one of their most recent uh, albums is like dude, that, great. That song hits hard. Dude, and the one album where it opens with sixteen saltine crackers is yeah. fucking dope. I I love Jack White. I, I, yeah, I like his stuff. I got bitches on my locker. Dude, it's so good. <laughs> it's this so- is a for the baby locker. All right, so. You guys want to talk about what's happening in baseball right now? I need to, I need to talk about some of this. Yeah. So a few weeks ago, um, the the revelation is coming out about. Well, let's start. Let's go back further. The season they came in and they said that they were going to be inspecting baseballs, taking them out of the games to look at them and see what was on them. Yeah. Um, and it started with Trevor Bauer, and Bauer was the first guy. Four years ago, to oh, say the guys called were, out the Astros. He called he called out the Astros. He called out Garrett Cole specifically because yeah. they had a beef going back to college, um, which is probably the main reason he didn't have a conversation with the Yankees because he doesn't like Garrett Cole and Cole doesn't like him. Whatever. Um, so they they started taking baseballs from Trevor Bauer. Then a couple weeks ago in the Cardinals game, reliever comes in and the umpire says, "Put on a different hat." And they're like, why? And the Cardinals manager goes on a rant about if you really want to do this about guys that are using a little something to have a grip, you're going to find things you don't want to find. And then, so then, um, Garrett Cole got called out by um, uh, Josh Donaldson. Yeah. 
for using it. And, you know, that became a whole fucking ordeal. And my, my stance on it always was was that I don't care about rosin and sunscreen, and I don't really care about pine tar either. <laughs> Unless you're Michael Pineda and you have a glove. Well, that's the man. difference. It, like, if you're being, like, cause you, dude, do you remember a few years ago, this was, like, on Sports Center, like, it was, like, a funny highlight, but a ball got stuck to Yadier Molina's chest protector, and it was like, oh, my God, how did that happen? It's just floating there. What the fuck do you think it was? Yeah. And... This stuff like spider tack is the problem. And so you've seen, you know, Cole's spin rate went down and he's having to reinvent himself. You're seeing with Tyler Glass now just got fucking hurt. And he's and people are like, well, if you need something to pitch. But the problem is Major League Baseball is changing the baseballs every season. And they did that because they changed the seams originally. Well, they bought Rawlings in 2016. So they bought Rawlings, so they're making the baseballs now. And the, uh, the person at the head of the project says, we now have control over how the baseballs are made so we can monitor things closely. And then when the juice ball controversy comes out in 2019, when people are like, the baseballs are juiced, we have nothing to do with how the baseballs are made. But they did a study on it. The core was a little the, off center. And I remember the playoffs that year, they went back to the dead ball, and the Yankees couldn't hit a fucking Yeah, mark. yeah. How Everyone had Mark Teixeira power. Yeah, everybody had Mark Teixeira at the, the morning track. And I'm like... Why would you do this? Like, Gar- Guardy hit was hitting home runs like crazy yeah. entering playoffs. He had like twenty four home runs that and, year, and then like all of a sudden they're just fucking dying in the, in in mid mid flight. And I'm like, and that's the Yankees. So, like, Yankees are a home running hitting team. So the other side of that, you could you know if I if I'm gonna play devil's advocate here is that it's colder, the ball doesn't carry as well, whatever. But I do think they changed the baseballs because they've done it before, and now we're seeing it this year. They're changing it again. Yeah, but. When you see, like, the way some of these pitches move, they look like someone's throwing a fucking wiffle ball. It shouldn't be moving like that. That's yeah. not natural. I noticed Corey Kluber, like, when I was watching, and, like, I don't... I, I watch baseball games. I turn it on, and yeah. I, I don't have the sound on or anything. I was actually watching when, when Corey Kluber was, like, in the fifth, and he was pitching a no-no. Yeah, yeah. And then I was watching his the ball go straight, and then just fucking tailing off to the left. Like a like, six inches of dive. Like, yeah. And, like, he's throwing a slider. It's coming out of his hand straight. And then, like, at the last moment, it's just, like, Yeah, three feet from the pates. And I'm like, holy shit. And Kluber's just, like, he's... He's just... He's one of the best pitchers of the last 10 years. And I... Again, I... For... 50, 60, 70 years, baseball has known that guys are putting something on the baseball. Well, so you telling me about it sounds like a Band-Aid getting ripped Yeah, they were saying that when it comes out of the hands, it sounds like a Band-Aid being ripped off. And guys would get baseballs back, and literally the logo is ripped off the baseball from the stuff on it. So the, the Cole stuff starts. He gets called out. He had the really bad press conference where I don't know how the Yankees let him go up there like that without an answer. And like, Where was the PR for him? I was thinking the same exact thing because... Because I'm like, you are the you're the number one franchise in America, hands down. With your highest paid asset, your the, most important player. The, and you got Garrett Cole, and like no one's over here telling them like, all right, when you, they ask you this question, they would I would be if I was the manager, or the GM, or whatever the fuck, Cashman or Boone, I, was, I would be make sure that he was with a Put PR an earpiece guy, in. like the PR guy, the social media guy, Coach everybody, and just like you're talking and we're going over every fucking question that they're gonna throw at you, and like the the one that everybody was expecting them to ask. Are you using stuff on the ball? He's like, how do you um, use spider tack? Um, well, what uh, was weird? What was it's weird? Like, dude, come on. What was weird about it was it was like nine minutes into the press conference until someone asked that. So there was part of me that was wondering, and it was Ken Davidoff, who I think is a really good reporter. He's one of the few I don't hate in New York, and I was wondering like. 
the Yankees being as buttoned up as they are if they approved all the questions and then he went rogue, which it's a lot easier to do because it's all on Zoom. You know what I mean? But it was the right question to ask. No, it should have been the first question to ask. That's what I was waiting for. And As a Yankee fan, I was like, and, they're going to ask this motherfucker. He's going to have something good to say. And I've said to you from the beginning, I don't want anyone get any player getting suspended because they told them that this was fine. Now, it's always been in the rules that you can't put anything on it, including the sunscreen-rosin combo. But in the middle of the season, to suddenly say, all right, here you go, we're going to start checking it, and then you see the fucking ruckus from the last two days, last night specifically, which with Scherzer and Girardi. He's going to start getting Tommy John surgery and blowing well, their arms look at, out. Look at Glass now. Look at, dude, he said, and he said specifically, like, I always use to grip it because some balls feel fine. They use this, uh, I, there's, I don't know if you know how they make the Major League Baseballs, but every time a baseball is made, it goes to this place where it's a river. It's a, a specific spot in the Delaware River that they get mud from, and no one actually knows where it is. It's a secret spot, and that's what they use to toughen the baseball up a little bit. But the players say some of these baseballs feel like literal cue balls, and other ones feel like they had sandpaper brought to them, which is what they want. Okay, but they're saying it's different to every baseball, and some of them the seams don't even feel tight on them. So when you're trying to throw a pitch like that, and the reason things like rosin and sunblock and the spider tack and pine tar help is because you can get a better grip, so you know where it's going. So we see more people than ever throwing 100 miles per hour, right? Yeah. Everyone's throwing 100 miles per hour, and what's the spider tack going to do for you? It's not going to add a spin rate to a fastball, and it's not going to add velocity to a fastball, but it's going to make you feel comfortable that you're not going to hit a guy in the face with the fastball. Correct? Yep. So now you're taking that away. And, you know, Greg Maddox, one of the probably the best control pitcher of all time, yeah. right? He could throw 98, 99, but he took three, four, five miles per hour off his fastball because he didn't want to give up anything as far as walks. Yeah. And he didn't walk people because oh. of it. So we see this deal with uh, it, it, some of them have been funny. Like DeGrom was the first pitcher that got checked and he like laughed. He's like, here, like, go for it. Yeah. And then you see the Scherzer stuff. And I had an issue with Scherzer having a temper tantrum the first time. But didn't Dude, Girardi get kicked from the game? Yeah, because he tried fighting Scherzer and Kevin Long. He challenged him to a fight. Who, Girardi? Yeah, Girardi. I'll explain. I'll get okay. to that. So um, where, where was I going with this? Um, uh, so they, they checked DeGrom and he's like, you know, whatever. We're yeah. fine. And Scherzer, so he, he's then asked to be checked. And he instantly throws his hat, his glove down, like, dude, you were one of the guys named in the original report, and the, the most recent one with SI, where they named him, Kluber, Cole, a bunch of different guys, yeah, yeah. Verlander, a whole bunch of different them, and you're acting like, me? No way. So they did that, and they checked him again after another inning, and in the next inning, in the middle of the inning, Girardi says, hey, I want to check him. I want to check him for that. And Scherzer's pissed, so they walk up, and he instantly throws his stuff down, does the whole thing again. And so he starts, and I, I love Max for this because he's crazy. He's a crazy, you've seen like those gifs of him where he's like dumb motherfucker as he's about to pitch to him. He's walking back to the dugout and he's just staring Girardi down and Girardi starts barking back at him. He's like, you want to go? And then Kevin Long, his old hitting coach that he won the 2009 World Series with the Yankees is challenging him to a fight. And Girardi comes running out. He's saying, let's go. Like, old, sit down, Girardi. You're fucking like 60. You have braces. You're a grown up. Shut up. And... <laughs> And he got ejected for it. You saw Sergio Romo. He made me laugh hard. They asked him to do it. He literally took his belt off and dropped his pants. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah I said. Uh, he, he was he was uh, on the Giants last yeah, year, Yeah, right? no, he was on the Giants when they won two of their three World Series. He oh, was okay. their closer. Um, 
But so this is A's now. Yes, he's the A's closer now, or relief pitcher. This is my my big problem with so specifically with Scherzer and Romo. They checked 135 pitchers between yesterday and Monday, right? They're the only two that had temper tantrums about it. Scherzer had a temper tantrum immediately, and I do agree that when you are a three-time Cy Young Award winner, I think you deserve a little bit more respect. The strike zone will be a little bit wider for you. You know what I mean? And even when you're at bat, even if you're not a good hitter, they're going to give it to you because you've earned it. You're you're a Hall of Famer. 100%. But you can't act like this is completely unprecedented. But I don't like the fact that Major League Baseball told these guys in the middle of the season, all right, here you go. Like, we're going to change the rules. And more guys are going to get hurt without question because they have to change the grip. And when th- that's the thing with the UCL. When you tear the UCL, which causes Tommy John surgery, that is the tendon that helps your grip. So now that they can't grip it as easily, they're going to try to tighten it harder. So what's going to happen is put more tension on that UCL and then pop, done. And we just lost the Rays pitcher who, for you guys, it's great, obviously. Yeah, Although yeah. they get some fucking guy with a nine ERA and he's going to win a fucking Cy Young. <laughs> I, I, I do not understand how that franchise does the things they do. Yeah, well, I don't understand how, like, this fucking prospect everybody's been talking about the last two years. Oh, Wander Franco. And I'm like... Yeah, his first at bat, like, and like even MLB the show, the video game was like you can. This you is can, the guy. You could do a couple moments with him, and then like he hasn't even played an MLB game yet, but you can get a '99 version. <laughs> so his first at bat, it's like, what's he gonna do? And he's a switch hitter too. Yeah, yeah, a switch hitting third baseman he with power. Cranks a bomb his first at bat. Did you see the video like, with his dad watching? I'm that like, was cool. That was really. I'm cool. like, okay, we're in trouble. Okay, <laughs> this and, guy's gonna be a problem for years to come. Well, I think. well, you know the Rays aren't gonna resign him, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. um, but so. It's the, the thing I just I don't understand. Like, well, I do understand. We're not gonna have a baseball season next year. Like, this is heading for a pure uh, lockout entirely because there's a couple things we're negotiating here: the DH and the NL. That's a certainty. That's 100% happening. Um, and then this is part of it. The the play, they want to make sure that the smaller market teams can get a little bit more revenue. Um, they they want to change the uh, luxury tax th- uh, threshold. All these different things. And now baseball in the middle of it. What they're what I think they're doing personally by doing this is while they're you know about to have this major labor dispute. They're pitting the players against each other. They're pitting hitters against pitchers and vice versa. You saw someone, Pete Alonso was like, no, I want the, these guys to have it because I don't want to get drilled in the face. And then you see other, Chris Bryant was like, no, let's let level the playing field. My personal thoughts, let them use everything but spider tack and let the guys use steroids. I, I, I want it all. I want it all. I, I want that too. <laughs> my dad, my dad, like when they first started the Mark McGuire shit, my dad's like, yeah, Mark McGuire was fun to watch that season with Sammy Sosa, wasn't he? I was like, yeah, that was fucking some of the most entertaining fucking It saved baseball. baseball. It was coming off the fucking 94 lockout. And nobody liked Barry Bonds, but he would just go and crank a home run. And it's like, it's, it's, not, it's not easy to be a professional Dude, athlete okay. in any sport. No, uh, there's, there's no harder thing to do in, in sports than hit a 98-mile-per-hour fastball, let alone a curveball or a slider or someone like DeGrom who could throw 100 miles per hour then hit you with a fucking 90-mile-per-hour change I want to see DeGrom's hat go up three sizes and see how good he gets. His like, hat? He, yeah, like I wanted to see him on HGH. Oh, I thought you meant like he just has to wear a bigger hat. He's like, oh, DeGrom <laughs> just broke the record of 10 Cy Youngs in a row because he well, just started you know using so HGH. I, ha- I have, a, I have a, some opinions as far as like the steroid era goes. Like I'm okay with guys like Bonds and Clemens not being in because... Because they sullied themselves for me because they were Hall of Famers before they were on steroids. Like, Clemens had four or five Cy Youngs before he ever touched the shit. You could see a discernible difference between Clemens' uh, production because he was, you know, dominant, dominant, Cy Young, Cy Young. And then he was bad for a few years. And all of a sudden, 
His body type didn't really change. Bonds is the opposite. He fucking went up there with a Mardi Gras head and Cracker Jacks for balls. But <laughs> yeah. he was a Hall of Famer before that, too. Bonds' problem was he was so self-conscious that he was putting up these amazing numbers, but Sosa and Maguire were getting all the attention. But I'm okay. I think Sosa McGuire should be in the Hall of Fame because they saved baseball. Yeah. It, you, you like, and it's the same thing with the spider tax stuff, that Major League Baseball and the media enabled the steroid era. They were making more money than ever. They were selling more newspapers than ever. The TV ratings were higher than ever. And the same thing here, that baseball knew what was happening. We all knew what was happening. We yeah. knew they were using something. Maybe not spider tack. It's a fucking bodybuilder thing. But, or strongman thing. And now they're going to be like, well, we have to punish you even though we let it happen. Like, it, it, that's unacceptable to me. That baseball, in the Hall of Fame, they have a whole thing acknowledging the steroid era. But you can't put those guys in. Like, come on. And to think that some of these guys that aren't in right now weren't using, like, Pitchers were using. It wasn't just the home yeah. run hitters. Fucking guys were up there. Pa Eric Gagne. Kurt Schilling. Kurt Schilling. He was on H. He had cancer. So speaking of which, I do. Uh, Taylor just texted me. Um, Mark Hoppus has cancer from uh, Blink-182. Uh -huh. Yeah, he just posted Saying a whole thing. So I will not go to chemotherapy. No, 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 no. Oh, that, that is sad. But um, you're going to come to Cooperstown with us in August. Yeah. Have you ever been to the Hall of Fame? Uh, when I was very little. So you don't remember anything no. about it. It is, it is really I, cool. I think the one thing I remember is like Cal, Cal Ripken had something in there. Well, yeah, there's a lot of things in there. Yeah. Like it's, it's, so it's, it's uh, three floors, I believe. I've gone twice. Um, and it goes through, you know, every type of era of baseball. You know, they'll go through. There's a whole Negro League section that's really cool. They have a, um, a part that acknowledges like a league of their own, which is really cool. Oh, okay. Um, the, you're going to see like Babe Ruth's jerseys and shit. Like it's, I'm excited to go. So the plan that we, we had, it started out with just, because me, Justin, and Taylor just have a baseball chat because we're trying to make Justin a baseball fan. And he is now. And I was like, yo, why don't we just go up to Cooperstown sometime this summer? We'll drive up on a Friday, go to the Hall of Fame during see a Saturday. See Kevin Costner. Yeah, we'll see Field of Dreams. Yeah. Um, we'll see Doubleday Field, which is uh, Arthur Doubleday is the man that, quote, unquote, invented baseball in Cooperstown. Yeah. Um, but I figured we'll drive up on a Friday once we're all done with work. Um, we'll, you know, drink Friday night, do whatever. Saturday, we'll go to the Hall of Fame during the day, get dinner, come back Saturday night. Just a one-day fuck. It's a three-hour drive, but I'm down. And we all have shit to do on Sunday. At least I do, because... Work. You have to wake up early tomorrow, Michael. Yeah, yeah. No, I got a uh, job. To Fairview, New Jersey, for a clean out. Okay, that's nice. Shouldn't be bad. That's cool. Oh, I got to wake to go to too. Like, oh, that's exciting. Mark offices. Yeah, <laughs> but depending on when I get out, if I get out before two o'clock and I'm home at before two o'clock, I'm gonna go see an old Sand Hug buddy who died. Oh, that sucks. I'm sorry to hear that. Uh, well, he, Did he use spider tack? No. Well, his <laughs> his dad. So the guy who died worked with my dad years ago. Okay. And then I worked with his son recently. Okay. Within the last 10 years. And, uh, yeah, he just, he'd been battling pancreatic cancer terrible. for two years. That's a fucking, all cancer's terrible. Yeah. Pancreatic, like, you're fucked. And to battle it for two years is fucking I rough, mean, most so. most times I feel like pancreatic, like, you get, like, three to six months to live, maybe a year. And the, the guy must have been a motherfucker to fight it for two years. Yeah, so. he's a tough Irishman. Respect. Oh, he was a mick? Yeah. <laughs> he was just drinking Jameson and killing that fucking no, cancer. Could be. <laughs> um, so do you, do you think, uh, well, obviously, um, going back to the spider attack thing, you've obviously seen a difference in Garrett Cole's performance since everything came yeah. out. He's still good. But you're not seeing the same, you know, 12 strikeouts and shit. He's having to reinvent himself, which is the merits of well, a good he was, pitcher. He was doing really good. And then, like, when the, the, the article, you posted the article. The SI article. As soon as it came out. And I'm like, fuck you, dude. He had a bad game. Like, his body language was yeah. terrible that game. Yeah. 
And I was like, every fucking really good. I remember you got mad that I posted the with, screenshot of with, the text. Yeah, with <laughs> the exception, of, anybody could fucking put Garrett Cole in there. Fucking make of course, text, but but whatever. It's from court it, documents. It, yeah, they're from court documents. My dickhole. <laughs> but uh, like the fact that like he was getting singled out when like I know that fucking so many people in the league are of course fucking doing it. Yeah, it was like and that dude, was why pitchers I, are allowed to have a bad game once in a while. Of course, and Garrett Cole like he's. Living up to his contract, kind of, but like you know, I thought I was expecting him to w- have way more wins. On well, I mean, record. last year, what did he win? His first like the, the game, the team won like his first sixteen starts. He didn't get the wins necessarily, but they won like sixteen in a row. And now this year, they're like I think uh, eight and or like seven and eight in his starts or some shit. Like, yeah. which is really that's like some shit they did to Degrom for his whole career. Yeah. Like where they don't win his starts, he'll be great. Well, the Yankees and, aren't hitting. They're well, fucking. no, they only hit solo home runs. It's fucking bizarre, man. They're a really baffling. The, and the thing that, like, even, like, Yankees fans have said, uh, they're not, a, like, a super fun team to watch like they normally are. Like, it's all station. It all started when they got rid of Ronald Torres. Yeah, and, well, <laughs> I mean, I think... Cameraman in the fucking... Well, dugout? but going back to, like, the Cole thing, like, I've said from the beginning, like, I shouldn't get suspended. And it's the same reason I didn't get mad at, like, I wasn't freaking out about the Astros. Cause, like, do you really think they're the only team that was doing this? Yeah. Do you think that they came up with that system on their own? Do you remember the game when the Yankees played the Red Sox in England and they just pounded them? Yeah. And, um... Alex Cora was doing the interview after, and he's like, oh, you know, they got someone that's really helping him out, Beltron, and he did a wink. Like, Belt- yeah. and Beltron got singled out. He got fired from the Mets job before it started because he was part of that report. Like, it, the Yankees had the whole thing with the Apple Watches, too. I don't... I, this has been part of baseball forever. Yeah. And you're going to single out just the Astros. And even though we're going to point out... We're going to forget the fact that Altuve hit better on the road than he did at home. Like, there's all these different things. And the most recent one that I posted about the sign stealing, like, Adrian Beltre had a guy uh, follow him on the road and would wave a flag when it was an off-speed pitch kind of thing. I'm like... I don't hate that kind of gamesmanship. If you can game it, baseball has always had a level of gray area to the rules. Well, the thing with Altuve is, like, I wanted Altuve's ass because remember he hit that walk-off and he's holding his shirt? Don't rip my shirt off. Don't so, rip my shirt so off. A book just came out about the whole... It's about the Astros cheating scandal and about the history of sign-stealing in baseball. And it's written by a guy that has recently blocked me on Twitter, Andy Martino, because <laughs> uh, I told him I was reading it while having diarrhea. Um, <laughs> but... uh in the book, and it's apparently great, even if I don't like him, it clears three Astros, and Altuve is one of them, that he was not part of the most elaborate parts of it, but he knew what was going on. It cleared him, Brian McCann, and Josh Reddick. And obviously, you've seen Altuve is Altuve again. He may not be hitting 350, but he's hitting 300, and he's a fucking, he's a good, a good player is a good player, sign stealing or not. Like, I'm sorry. And to, again, there was a, a famous case, I think it was the New York Giants back in the 40s, they had a fucking telescope in center field that was stealing <laughs> signs and relaying it for him. This is something in the Morris code. Dude, no, they would do shit like that. They had a whole system. Like it's it, that's why like with the Astros, I wasn't and I'm someone that like I, I baseball is meant to be a little manipulated. It's meant to be. And now baseball and they're doing it again because they have a commissioner that is not a fan of the game. He's a fan of his paychecks from he's a lawyer. Like, Bud Selig, I knew he liked baseball. As much as he fucking sucked, he, he did some really good things. But this guy, what he doesn't know. Did you see their big announcement today in Major League Baseball? Did you see this, Josh? They posted a tweet yesterday. It was a, a baseball that looked like the moon, right? And they're like, uh, tomorrow, 6 21 Everyone's like, oh, what could this be? On the heels of this, like, embarrassment national thing where a manager's trying to fight a, a future Hall of Famer. 
And everyone's like, what could this be? Oh, uh, baseball's starting their own cryptocurrency. As all the cryptocurrencies are tanking. That's what's important right now. Yeah. While the game is on the precipice and you're, you're, the game is taking longer than ever, you've done nothing to speed up the game. All these little things you've tried doing to speed up the game aren't working. And, oh, crypto, great. While well, all of them are tanking. They're not getting enough money out of the NFTs or whatever. From the fucking tops. Well, that's just NBA. Uh, the, those are those aren't going anywhere. I don't think NFTs are going anywhere because that's like some weird tangible thing that people are like. I actually own the original cop. Like someone bought um, what's it? The guy that started Twitter, Jack Dorsey. Yeah. Someone bought his original tweet for like six hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Like I, I don't what? understand it, but um. What do you think about um, Carl Nassib, Manfro? Are you happy for him? Yeah, no, I think it's cool. I mean, I, I this, all right. So, someone brought this to my attention. He says, out of like uh, one in every eight guys is gay or has gay feelings, like gay know, tendencies or yeah, experimented. Hom- homosexual? Can I say? Yeah, homosexual? Yeah, you, yeah, homosexual is what you're supposed to say. Homosexual <laughs> feelings towards like another guy. Okay. Right? And I was like. Yeah, I, I felt that when I was banging up so many girls. I was like, I'm going to be gay soon. <laughs> yeah, I remember the thing you said to me. is like you're four vaginas away from being gay. Yeah, but I was in a relationship with Sam, so. So you're, now you're three away. Now I'm negative. <laughs> yeah. No, but, um, like, you have to think. Like, I, the French-Canadian guys in hockey, I'm convinced that they, they're going back and banging each other. I always thought George St. Pierre might be. Yeah, like, no, no, no. Again, I don't George care. George St. Pierre was like one of the first MMA guys that I suspected of because of his corner. Like, he, no matter what was happening in the fight, oh, you're doing so good. Yeah, yeah. Just, you're, you're, just slow it down a little bit. You're doing so fantastic. And I'm like, these guys are going back and raw dog. But then I found out he was he was banging Mandy Moore for a while. Yeah, but that doesn't but was he? shit. Was he? Yeah. So I, the Carl Nassib news comes out, and uh, you know, I, I it's good for him. What I'll see, I'll do sometimes when these like kind of big like stories that break through sports, break through to social issues, movies, whatever. I like clicking on the comments. I, I don't like it ultimately because they're like, "Why is this news?" And I'm like, "Like it, it, the thing is, it shouldn't be like." Yeah. And to think that he's the only gay guy in the NFL, right? Like, come on. And Boomer's been really good to listen to about it lately. He's like, he played in the fucking '80s. You know, they were all on steroids and coke and painkillers. And he's like, there was a bunch of guys on my Bengals teams that were gay, yeah. and they were afraid to say anything. And I feel like I actually Geo eviscerated Tony Dungy and a caller who was like. You can't, you aren't uh, you want to be us to be accepting of their lifestyle, but uh, you know we're Christian and uh, you know we don't approve of that. And it was like there's a difference. You believe that they're going to burn in hell, <laughs> like you're, you believe that they're going to be in eternal hell, burning to death. While th- there's a significant difference here, and I do, I, I feel like most NFL players now are going to be like, oh, whatever, like who cares? Like I feel like the NBA locker would like probably like be the most unacceptable. Be the next one to come out. No, he, he, maybe he's got two kids and wife. Doesn't mean nothing. He's too low key. I feel like I well, uh, but here's the thing with Carl. Nass- so he's a number one selling jersey in the NFL right now. Is Saw it? that coming, yeah. Um, I, and I was talking to the landlord about this. I remember what, remember when Jason Collins came out, yeah, and yeah. it was like a big deal. And <laughs> he, he wasn't the one who shot the limo driver. Right? No, no, no. <laughs> Maybe in the mouth with his dick. <laughs> he's um, the one who banged the limo driver. But, the other but, guy shot him. But um. I, w- I remember th- when that happened, I was like, oh, maybe, you know, we're going to see more and more players come out. But when, when's the last time, like, uh, uh, it's Michael Sam wasn't even in the NFL, right? Yeah. So I don't even know if with Carl Nassib, it's going to necessarily make it, like, where more players are going to feel comfortable. I think it'll take, like, a high-profile player. Like, if Tom Brady came out tomorrow and was like, uh, Giselle, sorry, dick. Luke Kukley comes out of retirement and is like, I'm gay. <laughs> like, no, but that's what I think, like, would make it, like... 
uh, one of these things where more players would feel comfortable. Because Carl Nassib, he's a, a good role player. He's a solid player. I think it's re, re, good for him, legitimately. Who gives a shit? Like, it doesn't make a difference to me. But if it, it, he donated $100,000 to the Logan Project, which is supposed to help. Because um, they say well, I, the suicide rates with gay people are out of control. It's difficult to see. But it's supposed to help suicide prevention. And um, if that can make one person feel more comfortable, it's doing its job. And if that yeah. one person, so on and so forth. Well, like when but I the like, comment sections are just uh, yeah. horrible. Horrible. Well, like I like uh, Amanda Nunez in the UFC, right? Yeah. Like, you've seen girls walk out with their girlfriend, or fighters come out with their girlfriends. Mike Perry, whose girlfriend was this corner woman. Yeah, corner but like, you've, seen, you've seen UFC sure. fighters, like women fighters, come out with their girlfriends. Husbands. Walk- Oh, husbands, yeah. a lot, and like like I mean, Nunez by far wasn't the first one to bring no, no, not her girlfriend all. into the ring and kiss her. Liz Carmouche, yeah, 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 and like the fact that Dana White recognized it, but he didn't market it. I've said that to you for a while. Yeah. Like, how did you not take this woman that is maybe your most dominant champion, right? Ever. That literally. Six years ago, it was Ronda's the best female fighter ever, and now it doesn't even get mentioned because yeah. Amanda Nunes has brained everyone, including the other woman in the conversation, Cyborg. Yeah, and, and fucking forced her out of the fucking promotion how, completely. How do you not put Amanda Nunes in the Pride Parade? <laughs> like, even if it brings in... But that's just, what I like, kind of, is that, like... So they asked Amanda Nunes about something similar to that? Sure. Like, oh, how does it feel to be, like, representing the LGBT? And she's just like... I just want to be treated like everybody else. And that's, and that's what, cool. That's I what, appreciate that. That's what the LGBTQ, they just want to be treated like everybody well, else. And she doesn't put her own shit up on like, and like not saying this, this guy in the NFL said the same exact thing in his coming it out. It shouldn't speech. be like a news story like, every it time. It shouldn't be a news story. But it is. But I want and to know. Because I want to know when, like, you know, someone's getting tackled and, like, oh, we felt that one. We felt a little extra. On I saw uh, Joy, Joy Behar, who's on The View, which is, like, you know, she's super <laughs> like liberal. In the longest yard. She, I love Joy Behar. <laughs> Where'd she come up with this stuff? So she, she, she's with Luis Guzman. He said that. So she, on The View yesterday, I saw the clip because she's known as being, like, you know, cancel culture, social justice warrior. She said uh, it gives a new meaning to penetration in the end zone. Nice. And, and I'm like, first off, she was a comedian that used to be about that and now i hope she doesn't apologize i hope she says fuck you and she'll probably get fired because it's the view um all right so the next thing the next thing i have here is um dude anderson silva this weekend did you watch the fight i watched the highlights i didn't see the whole dude how impressed were you with just the highlights i like it when he had julio chavez jr had him in the corner and he's like come on hit me and he gives him a fucking body shot like a wind up like delivered and anderson just takes it like into his ribs and like even the announcer's like oh Dude, oh, he, he didn't even flinch. He hit Anderson clean to the body a few times where I'm like, oh, he's got to be adding up. And he didn't slow down. Obviously, I've been worried about Anderson's chin. Uh, you know what and I he think? took the punches. Dude, he took those punches. I know what's sh- really happening. Steven Seagal's back in his corner. <laughs> Shut up. No, you want to know what's really happening? He's on TRT again because it's boxing in Mexico. They're not testing for anything. No. And I'm okay with it. Yeah. Would you see the other uh, MMA fighter that's going to be boxing soon? Oh, uh, De La Hoya. And <laughs> De La Hoya and, and Vitor Belfort. Oh, my God. <sighs> That fucking cross-dressing coke addict, Delahoy. I hate Delahoy. I would, I would pay so much money just to see him get brained by somebody. I hope. I, listen, I don't think Vitor will be. Vitor, because Delahoy, it was. He, listen, Julio Cesar Chavez Jr., better boxer than Anderson Silva by any account going into it. Delahoy is an all-time great. Like, he didn't just forget how to box. I hope, again, they let V... Remember Juiced Vitor back in the UFC oh a few years ago when he was hitting spinning wheel kicks on Rockhold and Bisping, and he was just braining everyone? If that Vitor shows up, I'm so ready. <laughs> I'm so ready. 
But um, I was really happy to see Anderson. Like, I was really worried that he was going to get hurt. I didn't root for Diego Sanchez his first, like, 10 years of his career. I remember you hated him. Because of he was, like, doing the his first UFC fight uh, for the, 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 the Ultimate Fighter. Yeah, yeah. And, like, right before the fight, he's like, oh, I've been training. And it shows him in De La Hoya running on the beach. And I'm like, <laughs> fuck this. Do you remember? Oh, you just watched it. I was say, do you remember who Diego Sanchez beat at the end of the first season of the Ultimate Fighter to win? The, sh- the show. No, I don't remember. Kenny Florian, oh, who was eventually a 145 or fighting at 185. Yeah, K-Flow, yeah. Yeah, he was a, a bad motherfucker. Well, I had my own issues with him because he, he was in uh, he was part of that Huntington Beach bad boy crew, right, with Tito? <sighs> Tito, man, he was... <laughs> so Tito Ortiz, I've sent you some of his videos. Yeah. He was just like uh, kind of like the mayor of Huntington Beach recently. And <laughs> it, it he just resigned because he's like persecution... Uh, and he's he's like a big QAnoner, and like yep. he started like posting like Holocaust denial stuff, <laughs> and, and a lot of anti mask stuff, which I I really don't care. Like that's how you feel, whatever. Same thing with the vaccine. Oh, Cole Beasley needs to shut the fuck up. You seen all that shit with Cole Beasley? Uh-huh. Sorry, I ain't sorry, dude. Like uh, this is a dude that played with a broken leg a few years ago, all doped up on painkillers, playing. I'm not putting that in my body. It just he's but like uh, you can force me to retire. No one's gonna miss you, motherfucker, dude. Like you're a a, a, a pretty good slot receiver. But like I'm just tired. Look, just He's clutchy. He has some yeah, yeah, for clutch. sure. And I, but I'm like wondering. I'm like, how come they only put him in special packages? And it's like, oh, because he can't fucking limited skill set. Yeah, yeah. Limited skill set. And I don't care Not that. Even. He's like. He's like the poor man's Danny Amendola. Yeah, I would say that's accurate. Yeah. yeah. Um. I. I. He's. I'm. Feet. If he feels that way, I'm totally cool with that. But like you, it's just like everything else in this world. You can't ex- not expect to get somewhat a backlash. And the NFL has made it clear with their vaccine stuff that if you don't get vaccinated, this season's going to be rough on you because all your other teammates are going to be in the meetings and the practices and you're going to be on Zoom and eating lunch by yourself. I, do I agree with it? No, I, I don't necessarily. But the NFL is a business. And last year when the Broncos had to play a game without a quarterback... They don't want another situation like that. So they have to protect their investment. Yeah, and well, if- I look at it like drug testing for my job, right? So now Jer- weed, weed is legal in Jersey, right? Yes. I go to a company and I'm like, hey, you know, I need a job. Okay, we drug test new hires. And well, that's not fair because weed's legal. Well, it, you, you're coming to work for my company. So we're going to drug test you. Yeah. Okay, so you, you, you can't have THC in your system. All right, fine. So I don't smoke weed. You know what I mean? No, that's it's, how I kind of feel about the vaccines. It's like, okay, you're getting paid to play a sport, right? We yeah. want you to get the vaccine. You're you're a big healthy boy. You know what I mean? Like Whatever. you're you're at the lowest risk of anything happening to you. Yeah, what With it would the, take is like <laughs> is like they give it like to let's say Mahomes. <laughs> they give it to Mahomes and he starts walking backwards and like <laughs> I'm the backwards I, man, backwards I, man. <laughs> and he's like, I can't walk forward because there was a thing on a, one of the uh, cheerleaders for the one of the teams in the NFL. And she got a flu vaccine. This is yeah, yeah, this, I remember this. This was on sixty minutes, and like the she she could talk normal, but not when she was sitting down. Yeah, not when she was when she was walking backwards. She could have normal conversations. Yeah, but I, when she I started re- moving forward. She I like, remember yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, they, they played this on like Opie and Anthony. I think is yeah. where I heard it. Uh, I was like, and holy it's, fuck. Listen, and I I don't listen. If someone doesn't want to get the vaccine, that's cool. Like yeah. I, I don't care. I'm not I'm not about guilting anyone. I also I I have a major issue. I fucking hate the people. That got the vaccine and then had to act like they did something like, like, like I'm doing my part. I'm a hero. Yeah. Here's my sticker. I voted. Dude, we don't ca- like do you need to be told thanks for doing your part? <laughs> like you weren't a fucking nurse or a doctor or anything along those lines. You got the vaccine. Take your shot. Sit down. Drink your apple juice and shut the fuck up. <laughs> well, like my dad was saying it when uh, 
we were talking. My dad is like anti-establishment. Yeah, of course. Back in the day, whatever. And like he got the vaccine as soon as it became available. He and got he's it. someone that you would think, based on every other box he checks, he that he would be that, against like, it. Nancy Pelosi's going to knock on his door and try to take his guns away. Like, sure, he's, he's that kind of guy. And it's just like. My brother brought up, it's like, so for someone who's so anti-establishment and shit like that and so against everything and like, you know. What made you get it? What made you get it? And my dad's like, I lived through the age of polio. Yeah. Where kids down the block from me were dying of polio and they said there's a vaccination for it and they were giving them away. So what did he do? He went and got the vaccine. He didn't get polio and he didn't die. But he lived through an, an era where they had a similar scare yeah. with young children. Yeah. And like that was a lot worse than the COVID thing I, is. But Of course. And uh, the thing is that the reason that there's so much, it's just like everything else. Everything has to be political. People don't think COVID's real. And I'm not here to argue whether it's real or if the media overhyped it or if they fudge numbers. It, 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 that's, not, that's not what it's about. It's you shouldn't give a shit if someone gets the vaccine. Because I've gotten shit from people like, can't believe you get it. And you also shouldn't give a shit if someone doesn't want to get the vaccine because it's none of your fucking business. Well, like people's face drop when I tell them I got it. They're like, I would never expect you to have it because I'm the guy who who worked through the whole pandemic. Yeah. Haven't been tested for COVID once. I know. My, Ears found out about that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I haven't been tested for COVID once. I had, right, right when it first happened, I had symptoms. My doctor said, like, just take some antibiotics. You have a sinus infection. And I was like, oh, I got the COVID. This is it. Everyone, when they got the sniffles or a cough, they're like, shit. Yeah. Like, and then I, I was like, it? can I get, like, a COVID test? And I called up uh, hotlines. I did everything. Oh, it was before. hard to find it for a while. And, like, you could, I, they were like, no, if you're, if you're sick, just stay home. Yeah. And that I was, was like, okay. And then it changed to, like, you need to get tested as soon as you can. And by that time, I was already working every day. And I was like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. And I, listen, and I, I, was, I wasn't going to get it at first, but I realized that I am around, um, you know, my in-laws who are older, my grandmother. Like, yeah. it's more about them that if it's not even that I'm worried about making them sick because I have my own skeptical thoughts about things but if my thought is if it's going to make them more comfortable with me being around and me and I I go out into work I go into businesses every single day if it's going to make them feel better I'm healthy enough where I am not worried about what a vaccine is going to do to me. I'm not worried about what um, the, the side effects will be. Listen, the side effects knocked me on my ass for a day, and I've been fine ever since. Your stomach's fucked up. It hits everyone different. Some people have got no side effects. Yeah. And there's people who are going to argue that with the Moderna and the Pfizer that, well, it's an mRNA, which changes the DNA, and five years from now you might feel something. Great. That might be the case. You don't know that. Any more than I do, any more than a doctor does. Uh, if you believe that you're being microchipped by it, um, buddy, put your cell phone away then. Yeah. Put I your have, fucking cell phone I away. I have a fucking tattoo on my leg that says, I'd rather live than live forever. Because at the time I got it, I was like fucking doing massive amount of cocaine on the weekends and fucking getting drunk and drinking and dry, you know, doing hookers. everything. Like, yeah, well, maybe not hookers, but. <laughs> <laughs> are, are you more surprised that you haven't gotten an STD or overdosed? Uh, STD. Cause yeah. I, and I, I, I knew there's a threshold that people, and I was talking about it recently with one of my friends, is that I never had the gene where I got addicted to something. Yeah, yeah. I could do a pill, and the next day, if I didn't have the pill, I wouldn't get the, the cold turkeys, but I didn't do them every single yeah, day. Yeah, well, that, that's In moderation a for me with everything. You were probably the kind of person that was more addicted to the feeling of partying no, than I, what the drug did no, to you. No, I was more addicted to, like, fitting in with the kids that I was hanging sure, out sure, with. Sure, sure, fair. And I was like... It was an immense peer pressure, and I, I had a little bit of money and shit, and I was like, you know what? Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll get some delicious nose clams. Yeah, and, like, <laughs> I would fucking do it, and I would be a total fucking dipshit. Like, I'd be in school, like, fucking with my head on the desk and, like, picking it up and, like, couldn't keep my eyes open, and I'm like, 
this doesn't feel good for me. No. This just makes me nauseous. There, there's times where I am like, I do like, I run the numbers in my head and think about some of the things I've done, and it's a statistical anomaly that I don't have an STD or a kid somewhere. Yeah. Like the odds of that happening for the raw dogging that was done is astronomical. Yeah, no, I, and, I feel that. And <laughs> it, it, yeah, no, I know you do more than me. Like if I'm like that, like if I'm like that, yours is like 40 times me. No, I didn't have, I wasn't in a serious relationship for a long time. No, and I, that's a, that's a crazy thing. So. From like high school, like uh, when I started dating uh, Andrea, it was like you know se- right before senior year for two and a half years, one girl. Then uh, it was in, there was like a year and a half off where it was just raw dog, raw dog, slam pick, slam pick, slam pick, raw dog. Yeah. And then I started dating Carissa, and fine, year and a half, almost two years, break up. Then it was same thing, raw dog, raw dog, slam pick, slam pick, slam pick, mistake, mistake. Oh my God, what happened? Started dating Jessica. That was like three and a half years, and then the same thing happens. Landlord comes along, and but in you know in those periods in between, I was like, what? It's like, what could my numbers be? Yeah, well, I had the the closest thing to a scare with an STD I had was there was a girl that uh, I met at our wedding uh, in Newburgh. Okay, and like my friends were supposed to set us up, and they were going to introduce us to each other at the ceremony. So I see, I get there early, and I I see like the bride and the groom or whatever. I say hi to them, and I walk to the bar. There's a girl at the bar. I start talking to her. We hit it off, like, immediately. I was just like... Chemistry. Can I buy your Fireworks. Drink? She's like, no, but if you have some singles, you can leave this guy a tip. And then, like, because it was, like, an open bar. So I, I give the guy a tip, and we just start talking, natural. Yeah. An hour goes by, the bride and groom come up, and they're like, oh, did you guys... Someone introduced you guys already? We're like, no. And then, like, I started seeing this girl, basically. Okay. So we... Did it a few times. She'd come up on the weekend. She <laughs> Do was you like, mean sex? Yeah, we, we sexed a few times. <laughs> and then, like, she lived in Woodstock, so she would, like, come to, like, my house. Yeah, which and, Woodstock's, what, two-hour like, drive? Yeah, she had, like, uh, she had like three roommates, so she okay. never wanted me to go over there. So gotcha. like, this is working out. And then one day she calls me, and she's like, hey, listen. And I'm like, yeah, what's going on? She's like, I've got some shit to tell you. And I'm like, what? Oh, God. And then she's like, it's really serious, and, like, I feel like, so bad like telling you this and i'm thinking immediately i'm like oh my god like you're pregnant yeah <laughs> she's like she's like no worse i'm like you have aids <laughs> she's like no no not that bad but i was talking to my ex-boyfriend who i recently had relations with and he has chlamydia and i had sex with him raw dog and I'm you like, did <laughs> i'm like oh okay so then like i'm like no, thanks for telling me. And she never, she was so embarrassed by it. She but just she told to me. You. And I was like, for you to tell me, that Respect. just shows me, like, that's like, you're a you're decent a person. person yeah. for telling me, like, instead of, like, my fucking dick smelling like cheese a week later or whatever fucking chlamydia <laughs> does to you. And then I was like, cheese dick. Oh, all right. So then I went right to my doctor. And the doctor, I'm not going to mention his name because he tells me some funny shit. But, like, he's like, listen, I'm going to put you on antibiotics. I know who you're talking like, about. And I like, dropped my pants and he looked at it and he's like, yeah, you don't have any signs of chlamydia. And he like, asked me, he ran through all the, the symptoms. It's like, no, I don't have any. When's the last time you? And I was like a week ago. And he's like, all right, good. He's like, off the record, he tells me, he goes, what we used to do back in my country is after you bang a girl, you know, sometimes you're with your buddies and you bang a girl. He's like, you just take whatever alcohol you're drinking and you wash your dick off with it. And that works. That makes a lot of sense, actually. Yeah, and he's like, but you, you, you can't tell anybody I told you that. Because that's not <laughs> actual. That's literally called practicing medicine. So I never had, I never actually contracted uh, an STD where I was. But like, that was your biggest scare? Like, I, I know guys that I talked to who went to prison and got. So there was a girl that um, she, she called me up freaking out at me once. And she's like, you gave me herpes. I'm like, what? 
was like, I don't have fucking herpes. Like, Everybody's born with the harpon gene, you dumb uh, bitch. <laughs> but I was like, I, I'm telling you, I don't have herpes. Like, I look at my dick every day because I jerk off a lot. Yeah. I was like, I don't have herpes. I, I promise you, I'll What's go get this tested. Red mark on my dick. Oh, I just beat my shit so hard. <laughs> I was like, oh, that, that's rug burn. Yeah. <laughs> I so I, I was like, I'm gonna go get tested just to make sure. So I do. And uh, uh, I don't have herpes. And I go back to her and find out. <laughs> Josh, <came laughs> Josh walks in. We're talking about STDs. Um, but yeah, she, so she says I gave, she called me up freaking out. You fucking gave me herpes. I'm like, bitch, I don't have herpes. I was like, where's your puss been? <laughs> and so I go to the doctor to make sure. Because I'm like, if she has herpes, I've been fucking her. Whatever. So he's like, no, you don't have herpes. And I'm like, how could she have herpes? And I don't when I, I fucked her, you know, for the like every other, every, you know, every other week for the last Three, four months. It's like, um, find out if she's had shingles in the last, like, four years. Shingles will make you test positive for herpes. She didn't actually have herpes, but it can, like, appear like that, I guess. So I'm like, you fucking bitch. It's like, you accused me of having herpes. You're the fucking contaminated one. People get cold sores, you know, and, like... It's automatically, I think, herpes. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Dude, I think a pineapple express. Oh, herpes. Yeah, but, like, the thing is, is that, like... You think about our aunt and uncles and how rogue they were back in the oh day. Oh, my God. Fucking. And, like, you think about when you're a little kid how many people kiss you. Yeah. And, like, that's like everybody has a little bit of herpes. It's what I'm convinced of. <laughs> Everyone does have a little bit of herpes and like, if we try hard and believe in ourselves. People, some people get it more than others. You know yeah. what I mean? And I've, I've, I've never had, like, an affection where, like, it was, like, Whoa! Uh oh! I've cut my like my ball sack shaving one time, and dude, I, that sucks. And it hurts. Did you get the uh, Manscaped lawnmower? No, it's great. You won't nick your balls ever again. No, buy one. It's fantastic. I don't and have it, to. I'm, I'm like I'm engaged now. <laughs> oh, so you, so is it, does she have to buy? Uh, does she have to? Is she is she allowed to have a bush too? You hairy beast. No, no. Do you make sure she takes no, care I, of it? I, I, we don't talk about it. <laughs> it's, it's just an unwritten rule. Like, like whatever's down there is down there. Whatever's down there is down there. All right, and that's if, fair. Like, if it gets out of control, then I take care of it. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, yeah. I think that's what happens when you're in a long term relationship. Like you, you don't need to, to tell. No, I don't like the feeling of like too much going on down there because it just doesn't stop growing for me. Yeah. Eventually, it's just going to be coming out of, like, everything, and it's just all one... I'm just one big, like, yeah, pile of hair. Yeah, right to my beard. Dude, same thing. <laughs> same thing. I wish I was kidding, but it goes right from, from my, my chest... Fro, my, with my Chest pubes down to my ball fro. Yeah, yeah chest yeah. pubes down to my ball fro. Um, so, Josh, did you hear this Vin Diesel stuff? No. So, Vin Diesel, remember when him and The Rock were feuding a couple years ago? I do remember that. So, he, he's taking... to shake the whole foundation of the Fast and Furious universe. So, he's saying that... He did that to push the rock, to, so he could reach the level needed to play the the level of Hobbs that was needed. Vin <laughs> Diesel needed to push the rock. Yeah, he was basically <laughs> saying that he's the reason the rock became such a star. And I w- I went to thinking mama, about it. Mama. I'm thinking of Saving Private. <laughs> yeah, Carpanzo. his best movie. Yeah, Carpanzo. Um. So then I was thinking about it. I was like, holy shit! Both the rock and the movie did. Rock and Vin Diesel did movies where they were babysitters. The pacifier and the game plan. Which one's better? Well, the the game plan. It's he's not really a babysitter, but it's the same premise. Right. He's a different lifestyle, and then a kid gets thrown on his lap, or kids get thrown on his lap, and he Have doesn't you ever know seen what the, the pacifier. Do. I've seen both. I took my sister it's to really see the pacifier. Shut the fuck up! <laughs> Shut the fuck up! The stupid uh, fucking I do, duck. I do like the one where Rock's like the fat kid in high school with like Kevin Hart, and then he be, he's like central, into, central that, intelligence. Was that central intelligence? Yeah, that was actually all right. I, I kind of got a couple chuckles out of that well, one. I love The Rock. Yeah. I Vin Diesel sucks. Well, like <laughs> he you know, sucks. I think about The Rock's first two movies, The Rundown. And um, Walking Tall. Walking Tall. I think about those. Two no, movies. Scorpion King was before well, no, both. No, I know, I know. But <laughs> I think do. about those. And Mummy Returns. <laughs> I think about those two movies, and I'm like, 
wow, this guy was just had such like an impact on our lives because we were kids and he was like the wrestler. So like I was watching anything he was in. Of course. When he made that Tooth Fairy bullshit, <laughs> I was like, I'm done with you. I actually <laughs> never saw the Tooth Fairy. Neither I did I. see the game plan. Um, yeah, no, well, that's the thing. What's so crazy with The Rock, right, is to everyone else, he's Dwayne Johnson. And like people know like, oh, he was a wrestler. To us... He's the fucking rock. He's Rocky Maivia. Yeah. He's the people's champion. Yeah. He's the, the pie-eating guy. Like, it's all these different <laughs> the things. The nation of domination. The nation of domination. Uh, it, it's all these different things. And it, to think that he's transcended it to a different level. Like, there's been wrestlers that have transcended it. You know, Andre the Giant, Hulk Hogan, obviously. Hulk tried being the rock. But, you know, he had that fucking, the, he had a couple movies, Mr. Nanny. If you remember, yeah. um, thund- what was the the fucking three, three ninjas high noon on Mega, Mega Mountain? Mountain. Um, uh, the famous uh, the fucking no holds barred uh, when he's he's getting beat up by the, or he's trying guys are trying to attack him and he grabs a limo driver and he's like uh, Rocky uh, Three Thunderlips Thunderlips. I was before he was Vince McMahon Senior fired him because of that because he didn't want his wrestlers doing other things and Vince McMahon or after Senior sold it to him he was like yeah come back you were in fucking Rocky Three yeah um, but there was uh, no holds barred he's holding up the limo driver. The the best acting ever. <laughs> What's that smell? <laughs> and the driver goes, Dookie. <laughs> it's well, the pinnacle of Hulk's acting. Well, people ask me, like, and I and I didn't vote the last two elections because sure. it, it was, was ridiculous. It was a ridiculous shit show between Hillary and Trump, and then it was Trump Biden. And I didn't vote. I voted every time before that. Even if I had to go to the every time he means twice. <laughs> times before that, yeah. but I did vote. Sure, I'm a sure. registered voter, and I and I can go vote, but I don't because it's such a. They say, what would it take Sports for you to teams. vote again? I was like, The Rock. The Rock. And I was like, What if he's a Democrat? The Rock. What if, what if he's, he's a, a Republican? <laughs> the Rock. If if what if he's I, libertarian? Thought, what if he's I libertarian? That the best presidential campaign is if Stone Cold Steve Austin comes up <laughs> as a Republican, right? And he's like, oh, I'm fucking, we're here to drink beer and kick ass. And we're going to kick the Mexicans out. And The Rock comes in. The Rock comes like Nation of Domination Rock. And fucking the Democrats. The Democrats with like Farouk and his, like, sec- his Secretary of Defense or something. Like, damn. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that would be so the fucking The Secretary awesome. of Defense. So who else can we get in here? D'Lo Brown is so, Secretary of Commerce. at the real deal now. Yeah. Mark, I'm take your sorry ass out on the street. Mark, Mark Henry's in charge of HUD. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, honorary member so, would be like so, okay. So who else would be an honorary member of what? Of uh, me- memory. Yeah. Um, Stone Cold. You got to fill out the. Re- so who is uh, the Rock's she, vice no, president? The Rock's vice president would have to be mankind. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rock, Rock and Sock. Okay. So who is Stone Cold's vice president? Shawn Michaels, because he's just a Texas. I, I got Texas one for boy. you because sometimes the Republican <laughs> Party Pillman. in, in current, current state of things, you have to go with someone that was an enemy. You make it Mr. McMahon as vice president. Or Triple H. Or Triple H. Or, the or, two-man power or trip. you want to get Republicans lit, Steph. <laughs> oh. Stephanie McMahon, right? So Stephanie is the vice president. Okay. <laughs> Nail and Palin. Yeah. Did you watch it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, I love Lisa Ann, oh, Dude, did you work. watch the China documentary yet? Yeah, dude, I watched that. That, that Josh, you're gonna have to watch this at some point. All I, I saw, like, what I, my biggest takeaway was, is three guys manipulating a girl who was mentally ill. Yeah, for their own fucking. The second that they thought that she might have been using again, they should have fucking confronted her and say, "If you're doing this, we're not making it." And I'll always think about in the resurrection of Jake the Snake when Jake went fucking a wall, was at the airport with no shoes on because he was drinking. DDP was like, this is the accountability house. We don't do that shit. This is your last fucking chance. Called him out rather than, oh, well, we, we weren't sure it was happening, but let's go to Comic-Con. And like they were manipulating her, and the guy, the director was bragging that he had the footage of finding her dead body 
rather yeah. than destroying it immediately. Well, that's the, the one guy that was genuine out of the three documentary guys. Was the guy the, with the beard? The guy with the beard. He was, like, actually, like, in love with her. Yeah, yeah. And, like, he cared about her, and, like, he, he got her sober. Yeah. And then, like, is, but, like, these guys were going through her, like, one at a time, banging her, and, like, they don't, they don't say that. Yep. But you can see the video footage, and they were, like, one guy, one guy, and they, these three guys started the documentary a year before or two years before her death. And they tried to help her out, Dude. but at the same time, they were using her to market for their own financial Yeah, they, they had no interest in actually helping her. They had interest in making their movie and then saying, oh, look, we sold this thing, this big redemption story. And they should have left her alone in Japan where she seemed like she was doing really well, teaching kids English. She looked healthy when you were seeing the videos of her doing that. And then, like, the stuff with her, her mother, her sister, like, she's a very mentally ill person. And, you know, the fact that, like, they only got four wrestlers in it. It was Kevin Nash, Billy Gunn, Mick Foley, and X-Pac. They were the only yeah. wrestlers in and, it. I, I was surprised when I saw X-Pac. X-Pac was really... He was, at, just, he was just truthful. No, and even after she died, he led, like, a, a memorial for her and everything. And he's like, Joni was a really sweet person. Yeah. We just weren't good for each other. We were both fucked up. Yeah. And, you know, like, the fact that she is not in the WWE Hall of Fame on her own. Like, I don't care about any other woman wrestler. She's the GOAT. She was the only one I could have, that we ever saw in there that beating up men was practical. Yeah. It wasn't like this thing, like, oh, the, my the God. The closest thing we've come to it is, like, Nia Jax uh, beating in the Rumble, and that, and that was cool. Like, knocking out R-Truth and the, taking and she, his spot in the Royal Rumble. Yeah, and that was cool. Like, yeah. it was a cool spot. It was believable. But China made it. She became Intercontinental Champion. Yeah. <laughs> I remember like, that against Jeff Jarrett. Dude, right? and just, like, the way and, like, the fact that, like, when Triple H did the Stone Cold podcast and says... Well, she's not in the Hall of Fame because if you Google her name, you're going to see porn. Like, yeah. yo, Sonny. Like, dude, think about it this way. I'm convinced, and, uh, you know, he was an all-time great wrestler, and he would have been an all-time great wrestler regardless. Eddie Guerrero would have never been a star in WWE. Yeah, yeah. Latino Heat made yeah. him a solo star. Yeah. In w- a, a main event star, mm-hmm. rather. And it, that was such a huge thing. And, you know, like China... Imagine if Eddie Guerrero was still alive, the things that he would do to get her into the Hall yeah, of Fame. Yeah, he would be taking care of her. He had, they yeah. took, And that's the other thing, like, how you could judge, like, a lot of these, like, dark side of the rings. They're doing about wrestlers that no... A bunch of people have nothing good to well, say about. I'm waiting for something to come out about Mankind, because every documentary that I watch, Mankind is there, and, like, he's always been a fan family man he's always been like he's like considered the nicest he's guy he's considered the nicest guy he's like a personable guy you're waiting to see something I'm waiting to see something like oh mankind raped me in 95 but, like, <laughs> you know what's cr- but the thing with wrestling is nothing stays buried for very long like yeah. it would have come out by now like yeah. he was always the guy that they said he would rest, finish a match dripping sweat in his fucking sweats and flannel and Triple H was like so we finish a match he comes in the locker room like great match Mick he goes in the shower uh, comes out wearing the same clothes he was just in yeah, like yeah. dripping wet I know guys and, like that as a sand hog and, they're a fucking different breed of it, a man. But like, but in wrestling, in all these documentaries, and whether it's any biographies or the Dark Side of the Ring, all the wrestlers, almost all of them, you could find a bunch of people that will bury them and say bad things about them. You well, don't like find that with China. Yeah. No. Well, like, like, because I, I, I had Jim Ross and Mick Foley almost on the same level until like I just I kind of started slowly like Jim Ross. You start to see things, things about Ross. Like that he, Ross was like he was a businessman at the time, and he says he like yeah. reached out and tried to help these guys and stuff. But like, to what extent? He. Yeah. Ross is too intertwined with the old school Deep South wrestling to not think that he is not going to make cutthroat decisions and have no regrets about it. Not a bad guy yeah. by any means, but well, like he's a businessman. Could take, like, I've had a fire guys and stuff like that, and there's my side of the story, and there's the guy's side sure. of the story. And like anybody can make it seem like they were helping a, a guy out. Of course. 
too, especially like after like their interview. Most of these things that they interviewed Jim Ross on, the person's dead already. Yeah, so they, exactly. They, that's they why I like why he didn't need to be on the Ultimate Warrior thing. Yeah, he, that's, the, what, that's what really started. The that, Ultimate that Warrior like, Dark Side of the Ring was a total hit piece, and the Amy biography covered the shitty things about him while not burying a dead guy that's not there to defend himself. Yeah, and that's my issue with the then Amy did the same thing to Macho Man. They went into this whole thing. I've never I I know Macho Man's career really well. All this shit I never heard about him, and a dead guy isn't there to defend himself. Yeah. And, you know, we knew Macho was protective of Liz, but I do not believe for a second the thing about that he had cameras set up at his, at Gorgeous George's sister's house to monitor her. I don't buy that yeah, for a yeah. fucking second. And the China Doc, of all the ones I've seen at Dark Side of the Ring, this one actually left me, like, kind of depressed after. I was kind of like, this one made me feel just sad. Yeah. Like, how couldn't anyone come away watching that not feeling just sad for the soul of that woman? Yeah. Like, yeah. and then when they were showing her on Howard Stern when she was all oh fucked up, drunk, and then would, uh, I fucking hate that Dr. Drew was... Because Dr. Drew is a fucking leech. Yeah, like, he's a criminal, dude, dude. Literally, no fucking doctor in the uh, the, the, genre, the genre, the the world of treatment, is going to say to a, uh, someone in, in uh, crisis, an addict, you know, like, listen, we're going to put you in this house and we're going to document your every move and broadcast it to the world because that's good for your treatment. There's a reason that you can't even tell, like, if someone we were close friends with was in rehab, they would not tell us if another person we were close with was there. Yeah. Like, and the, Dr. Drew, I, why do you think so many of them died coming out of there? Yeah. Like, none of them come out better where they can make asses of themselves and they always end up getting their hands on booze or getting their hands on pills. Guy is a fucking leech and a yeah. cop. Same thing with Dr. Phil. Fucking scumbag. Well, that's, why, that's why, like, eventually the, the love line got, like, fucked up, right? It was his co-host. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just, it, the, the documentary actually depressed me. I was like, this this sucks. Well, like, and then, I, oh, the guy. I never I never found China to be attractive when the Playboy thing came out, but I loved her as a wrestler. Of course, dude. She was a, a spectacle. In, she like, was the, a ninth wonder of the world. Remember in, like, the video games? It would be, like, the they'd have, like, the divisions. Like, yeah, the, yeah. Like, heavyweights, the superstars. And you could use China. And then China was, like, in the Intercontinental with, yeah. like, with like Jeff Jack. And like Dude, she Jericho had a, and like she had a dope entrance with the rocket launcher and shit too. Yeah, well, that's when she that's when I she started like losing me a little bit because like she was always with the ex. Yeah, and it was on her own. solo run. I remember the beginning of her solo run. She came out with the bazooka. Yeah, and shot it in the air, and then she was just like a solo. Act I always did in No Mercy when I made an N sixty four and I made my guy. I always gave myself the rocket launcher yep. for the entrance. <laughs> um, yeah, it, you definitely should watch it. It was it was good, but it was uh, really bad. Uh, guys, Batman doesn't do oral. Oh yeah, <laughs> you, did you hear this. about this? No. So there's a show on HBO Max. It's supposed to be pretty good. Animated series, yeah, uh, Harley, Harley Quinn, Quinn yep. the Harley Quinn animated series. It's supposed to be pretty good, and they they get pretty violent on it. Like yeah. Joker literally cuts someone's face off on it. It's like a uh, rated R it's animated. Like a, it's series. like an adult like violent comedy. It's almost it's ve- it's a lot like Rick and Morty. If you've ever is watched Mark, Rick and is Morty, Mark Hamill in it. Does he? Do, I don't think he voices uh, the Joker. I don't on think it. so. He only it's does a, like selective the things. The only now. person I know, like, there's a couple of like Kaylee Cuoco is uh, the voice of Harley Quinn. Okay. On the show. Oh, she's the one whose nudes leaked, right? From the Big Bang Theory. Yes. 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 Yeah, um, but they there was apparently some conversation about there was going to be a scene where Batwoman, Batman is eating out Catwoman. And DC said Batman doesn't do oral. They literally <laughs> said that. Like I'm not even kidding. So that's where. And honestly, it kind of makes sense. Billionaire Playboy, uh, isolationist. He's like, perform on me, leave you alone. And I gotta say, I respect what Zack Snyder did. Yeah. He posted a picture of Batman eating out Catwoman and said, "Canon." <laughs> like, like, it's from a comic. I don't yeah. know which one it is, but like it legit happened. I can't believe like of all the things DC draws a line on oral. Batman doing oral sex is one of them. Yeah. Oh man! Imagine so comic books when we were young were fucking pretty rogue. 
Dude, Spawn. Dude, there was Alien versus Batman. Oh yep. no, no, no! It was Predator versus Batman. Predator versus Batman. And I had that comic, and I was like, just I would just look at pictures because I couldn't really read too good at the time. Same, but, same. Like still. I would like look at the fucking pictures, and I'm like, this is fucking badass. And they used to do like all that kind of crazy shit when like the '90s. Yeah. Well, now the, the the comic book now obviously is a different entity because no one makes a comic without thinking, what can we parlay would this you, into? Would you go to see Batman versus Predator? Hell, in a theater? Fuck yeah! I'd be there opening night. Batman well, versus I mean, Josh, anyone. Josh would go. He's going to see Fast and Furious. Yeah, <laughs> I'll go. Dude. I like, I like all the Batman crossover stuff. When I was a kid, I used to fucking go wild whenever fucking Batman and Scooby-Doo would come together. Oh, same here. I've seen, I've seen just about every... I've seen just about every Batman entity that is out there. Like, I'm actually... The, the one that's coming out, the fucking Halloween one, is going to be dope. I watched the fucking Sherlock... Or the Jack the Ripper one, uh, Ga- Gotham by Gaslight. I watched that. Yeah. Wasn't very good. Uh, I, the one I was most mad about when they turned into an animated movie was The Killing Joke. Yeah. And it wasn't even because they fucked it up. It was they added in the fucking mini movie with him banging Barbara Gordon oh, in the beginning yeah, yeah. for no reason. And then they got to the rest of it and it was good because it was the, Hamill the, doing uh, the Joker and... The animated Dark Knight Returns with Peter Weller doing oh, dude. Bruce Wayne was fucking Did you incredible. watch... The, they did, so the Dark Knight Returns is probably the best Batman graphic novel ever. Uh, Frank Miller. Um, it, it's unbelievable. And they made it into a two-part animated movie. Back in, we were, I was still at Best Buy because yeah. I bought the collector set that came with the little Joker and Batman action figures. And fucking the original RoboCop bo- uh, voiced Batman. Yeah. <laughs> it's, dude, it's, uh, it's on HBO Max if you haven't seen it. It's really good. It's well, pretty- the thing is, like, people always are like, because I'm, I'm a Spider-Man fan. Yeah, sure. I've always been a spider like a fan. As long boy. as I've known you. And, like, people are like, oh, so you, like, got into the comic books big. And it's like, no, I got into the comic books in the 90s where it was, like, all over the place. So, like, you could literally... Pick up anywhere. Pick up anywhere. But I didn't, I didn't get to ever... Get a comic book from beginning to end. Like yeah, like issue did. one. So I would read it. Like I'd read number two of like the Amazing Spider-Man, and then like go up to like uh, the Amazing Fantasy when they like remade. Yeah, them yeah. And like just like, and then I would you like, like the get, lore. I would get like the X-Men books, and I would just like love to look at the pictures and just be like, oh, Cyclops cool. is in this. And, yeah, and Spider-Man's in this. Oh wow, they're crossing Dude. over. But like, so like I never got into like the comics deep, and like. Like that's when you like you you were so surprised I never watched like the, into the Spider Verse and stuff like and that. And then you were so happy you did. Yeah, and it was a great movie. And I love Miles Morales. Yeah, I followed some of his shit, but like I never got. I was more of a Spider Man fan because of the movies. The movies made it like so when the comic book craze. You know, we if you you can go back to the lore of comic book movies. You know, you go back fucking Spider Superman, Batman, whatever. But in the modern times of it being franchises, it started with X Men, right? It Blade, Blade kind of was the genesis of it, right? Yeah, yeah. Blade was the genesis of it, but X Men is the one that was like, holy shit, like we, because Blade was rated R, like we might have something here. And then Spider Man was a game changer. Yeah. Spider Man changed everything. Yeah. And it was, you know, massive. And then Spider Man 2 was massive. And then they tried with other ones. You got Daredevil and Electra. And, uh, you know, they, yeah, they, the t- by the time Spider Man 3 came out, they already had Fantastic Four. <sighs> and a couple they of- sure did. Yeah. <laughs> they tried hard with those, didn't the fan- they? The first Fantastic Four is a great movie. It's not as bad as, like, my memory, as, as, like, it is to say. It's, it's fine for what it is. Yeah. They, they just. I th- I personally believe that Fantastic Four is one that is very hard to pull off. That's why what it sounds like they're doing in the MCU is going back, like it's going to start in like the seventies or whatever, which I think is smart, kind of like they did with Captain Marvel, except make it a really good movie. Like they, what they should do is like just reboot fucking X Men, dude. I rem- they, like they're the gonna they're gonna they're gonna X Men was so like the first the, the two timelines got so fucking screwed. And well, I think I think that's kind of why they're doing this whole multiverse thing right now. Like I oh, think, I have to watch Loki. I think today. the point of Loki is. 
to make time relevant so they can just kind of make movies however that's what they it, want. That's what it seems like. Well, and they're going to also do that in like the new Spider-Man, supposedly Toby and Jake. Although and everyone's like denying it that they're in it. Andrew Garfield. Dude, there hasn't even been a trailer yet and the movie comes out in six months. Yeah, that's what they're, and that's the way it should be. Keep yeah. it under wraps. And bringing in Thunder Sam... Thundergun 4? <laughs> Thundergun <laughs> Express? <laughs> Shut up. Um, I, I, that's why I think it's smart to have Sam Raimi doing the Multiverse of Madness because yeah. he you have to get a little campy with this to not make it seem overly serious. Yeah. It's got to be a little loose. Well, I was and waiting for the Secret Wars and like the fucking when all the Marvel comics like everybody goes to yeah, the, yeah. The, the planet and like She-Hulk becomes a thing. Yeah. Well, we're getting a like, She-Hulk series. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of things that you're going to see, I think, over the next like five to ten years of the MCU. You know, like once Robert Downey Jr. realizes that there's no money anywhere else but the MCU, he'll Oh, wait, Dr. Doolittle didn't work out? Yeah. Oh, boy. Oh. I, Josh, I was just going to bring up, we were talking about Fantastic Four. I remember how hyped you were for the one in 2015. Dude, it looked good. It looked <laughs> oh, good. The trailers were all like... And, and, I lo- and Miles Teller, who I like. Yeah, the trailers were all dope. Chris and then, Evans was the original fucking Johnny Yeah, Blaze. he was the original Johnny Blaze. And, uh, Johnny and then Johnny it came Blaze. out, and I didn't even go see it because the reviews, the initial reviews were and that funny, bad. And the director has just I mean, shit on what they did. I mean, see fucking Fantastic Four, but uh, the, the reviews fucking for this movie... Or no, not you're gonna go see uh, fucking Fast and Furious Nine, and the reviews are shitting on it. But honestly, though, you've committed <laughs> I've committed ten, to Fast n- and Furious, nine dude. movies no. to it. Like you've seen it the whole way through. Well, there's only okay, okay, so I've only ever watched. I didn't love it like in the beginning when it was just about cars. Like I'm like, all right, like, that's I, when I, I liked I, it. I loved that's it. when I liked it. I was like, all right, you know, like cars, cars are cool. You know who Karashi is? I know who Karashi is. Fucking yeah. stick him up. I get yeah. it. Yeah, they fucking... played Karashi in the first fifth, and it wasn't even that that stick him up song. It was like a deep track in yeah. one of their albums, dude. Uh, but like the first one, I've seen a bunch of times because it is a good movie for what I'm it in is. your face. Uh, I've only ever seen Too Fast, Too Furious twice. I've only ever watched Tokyo Drift once. Yeah. I don't um, understand people that tell me Tokyo Drift's their favorite. I'm it sorry, sucks. it's terrible. It's I think Bob, really I think it's Bob's favorite. They invented movie. drifting, dude. Yeah, <laughs> it's terrible. Um, but you know when when Fast and Furious, not to be confused with the Fast and the Furious, when Fast and Furious came out, I was like, oh, you know, it's kind of like more like action oriented now. Like I can I can fuck with this. Oh my yeah. God, The Rock just kicked a fucking missile. Oh, The Rock's carrying a <laughs> no, fucking chain. No, that shit didn't start happening until like seven. Well, no, they. So, like, the Rock is literally holding onto a helicopter, has a chain, and is holding up like fucking <laughs> nine tons of fucking steel and fucking yeah. a jeep. And, and then I slam the giant brother. Let's go see Roman Reigns and let's do a fucking Samoan war dance. All right, so so four was kind of like grounded. You know, like the craziest thing was that they drove a car through an underground fucking cartel tunnel in Mexico, and they're like driving through all the posts so that you see the tunnel like collapse. I, I saw, them. yeah, yeah. Like that was dope. You know, it was kind of actiony. I thought that was cool. And then Fast Five came out, and The Rock was in it, and he wasn't like a fucking superhero yet. He was just like a government agent tracking yeah. Dom Toretto down. Just a badass. And then Six happens, and they're fucking jumping a car off of a runway into the back of a cargo plane and driving the car through the front of the plane. Listen, I do think that if you're going to commit to, like, ridiculous shit, you might as well go all in. And especially if people are still paying for it. But there is such a thing with everything as jumping the shark. you know the new focus of the movie? I just saw a commercial as soon as I was walking out of the house. Is it being a good movie? No. (laughs) So I was watching A&E Below Deck. The okay. one where yep. people are yachting. I think it's Bravo. Yeah, Bravo. I was watching, the, and the Bravo's like, oh, well, the new Fast and Furious coming out is going to highlight all the strong women that we have in the franchise, and it's going to say 
we can keep up with the boys. Yeah, I saw and Michelle Rodriguez pushing I was gonna that. Say, but there's only like, like there's three there's three there's, women in there. There was fuck. They showed all the women that were like in the previous ones and that are in the new one. And there's like nine fucking different women that they're gonna highlight in this movie, and they're all gonna do something badass. But the only ones that are still alive are Charlize Theron's character, Michelle Rodriguez, and Jordana Brewster. Well, they could just bring like, it back. Fucking, it's a fucking uh, series of uh, shit anyway. Chris, Chris Hemsworth. Uh, Chris Hemsworth's wife was Some in it. Some old bitches fucking uh, but she in died. A fucking car in the middle of so, Times Square. But it's also it's also Fast and the Furious, so she could have not died. Because that guy Han died, and now he's alive. Yeah, it, listen, they, they're committing. <laughs> I, one thing I've heard about this is that they are alluding to superpowers. Like, I would watch Fast and Furious if they committed to making it like men rule everything, <laughs> and like the women are just like jockeys no, for that's them. Not, it's about family, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh Shut, the fuck up. Shut the fuck Jesus up. There, the, like, there's no like. I I just committed recently to watch. I told Josh to watch all the Resident Evil movies, right? Yeah. And I'm stuck on the last one. I haven't even started it yet. And I'm like, all right, like I get it. Like they're not as bad as I thought they were. And then I I I was thinking that. And then since I started that was what a month ago. I said that to you. Yeah. I still haven't watched the last movie. And I'm like, I don't know if I'm gonna. Which one's the last one? Extinction the first one or Afterlife? Sweet. Um, the last one is I don't remember the name of it. The fi- final. The first one's sweet. The first two are good. I think Doom like, like ripped a lot of shit from Resident Evil. Like we're just like it's just like a group of characters and they're going in somewhere and they're getting taken out one by well, one. Well, we're getting a ton of Resident Evil stuff on Netflix coming up. There's a movie. Yep. There's, there's a prequel a, there's a, series. There's a prequel series. City. Uh, well, actually, the movie is going to be called uh, Resident Evil: Welcome to Raccoon City. Oh, really? Um, yeah, we're getting an animated movie that's going to take place um, four years after Resident Evil Four, where it's Leon Kennedy, which looks pretty cool. Um, and then the series as well. Which has Halo ever done like a series? Like <laughs> no, this? they've been trying to make a Halo movie. Peter Jackson was well, tagged like, to direct it at like one a, point. Like an animated, because like you guys talk about like yeah, like, there's been animated Halo yeah. movies. Yeah, because like I think that would be sweet. Like I've they, always thought like a transition from Halo to like it would be the easiest thing to make they, a movie. You would they think made a fucking movie about Hitman. They did with uh, yeah. fucking uh, Timothy Oliphant, who I like a lot, <laughs> yeah. and it wasn't good. No. Um, <laughs> Halo they were trying to make with Peter Jackson years ago. Max Payne was uh, a sweet movie. Uh, no, it wasn't. And I love yeah. that. I love that game. Max Payne is one. One of the most um, that's one of the best games, ambitious like, games of our lifetime. I would th- that's a game I'd be down for a remake of, dude. Uh, I dude, loved Max one for three, dude. It was yeah. dope. Max Payne three was fucking he's dope. Like, he's like an old dude popping painkillers, and that's the only way you survive. Is like dude, you yeah. Because so one was great, two was a disappointment. Do you remember? I remember one. It's one of the creepiest things in a video game ever. Was when you're having those nightmares where you're following the blood trail with yeah, the baby yeah, crying. Yeah, yeah. That game was so cool. It was the first game that had bullet time in it and shit. It was fucking dope. I would just dive. Like when you go slow motion, yeah, it just fall, yeah. And then like I would go on the building and dive off of it and just watch the guy's body flop because like there wasn't anything like that. Like they, no. they were the first game to use ragdoll physics. Where, yep. Like when you shoot somebody, it's a different death every time, and that's what I crave for in video games. Well, that was when Rockstar until, was just hit, 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 dude. You remember until s- GTA came out? Well, like, I, uh, GTA three was bef- uh, before GTA three, then Max. Payne. Yeah, it was GTA three, then Max Payne. Yeah. yeah and then yeah. Vice City was the one where ever GTA three was like one of these things that came you know, like word of mouth where you're like, yo, my friends got this game, Grand Theft Auto come over and play it and then you took turns like who got the most stars and who survived the longest they, they pushed the date back because of uh, 9-11 of what? of GTA 3 what was it? I don't I, I do remember a game getting pushed back but it wasn't that it was State of Emergency from Rockstar do you yes, remember that yes. was the game do you remember that, that game? game was yeah. fun where it was in a mall and you just had to murder as many you just people. wrecked things and you beat the shit out of people and you destroyed uh, mall kiosks and shit that game was so much fun so then you had Manhunt Remember fucking Bully? How have they not made a Bully since then? Like, Bully was a great game. Well, because it's anti-bullying now. 
But that wasn't that kind of was he was getting bullied like it, it like and then he was kind of becoming he the was bully. Like a Bart Simpson, growing yeah, up. that's kind of what it was. Red Dead Revolver, I remember playing that, and obviously what Red Dead became. But Red Dead Revolver was hard as shit when it came out. It was yeah. a way different game, yep. but it was hard as fuck. It was more like Yosemite Sam Western kind of thing. Yeah, you had to like stop and like draw your gun and then like yeah, yeah, real quick, and then you only had like a certain amount of time to get it. Perfect. I remember a boss was like a big fucking fat guy that was like a, like um kingpin size level kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah. But then when the Red Dead Redemption came out, it was a fucking game changer. That's what yeah. I wanted in a, in a game for so long. And I thought, like, why don't they just take this ragdoll physics and put it into a sports game? And then there was a backbreaker for... Yeah. And it was just like a football game where you just run the ball. I remember that. And then, like, they, they hit you. And Blitz never the league, the, dude. Blitz the, the league. Never the same hit twice. And then no. they incorporated it before they did Madden, where it was all generated uh, tackles. Yeah. They in, did an NCAA. And yes. like, there'd be a pile and your guy would be laying down but never touch the ground. Then you could just get up and run to the end zone. <laughs> yep. And I'd play that game for fucking hours. Well, you're getting NCAA back soon. You heard, saw that big ruling in the Supreme Court well, about the NCAA? That, they said that EA Sports is bringing back a big game. And they had all the old games that they could bring back. NBA Street. Oh, I saw one they bringing back. I saw Dead Space. Dead Space is coming oh, back. Man. I'm very down for Dead Space. The best hacking physics in a game there's ever been. The first two Dead Spaces were great. Three was such a letdown. Because it went... It made the mistake that Resident Evil did after four, and it became more action-oriented than the survival horror. Yep. Um, but uh, there was a big ruling in the Supreme Court this week that um, college athletes can sell their likeness, and they can make money off it. And oh, yeah? Uh, um, yeah, so that's going to be a thing now. that it, It's still got to work its way out. The best but, thing about NCAA was recruiting for your team. You could go to like, yeah, dude, it was great. Importing your NCAA team to Madden was dope, yeah, too. It was yeah. fucking like you're, great. You're a fucking player. You could start them off, and then like they... It, the game came out a month before, so you can get your guy good, and then you get like draft stock when you go into yeah. that. And, and like they have like NBA has been doing that with like uh, the 2K. Yeah, yeah. They they give you like a free game that you can play for a month, get your guy decent, and then start off with it. And like there's just so much they could do with NCAA, and that's that's like I've been waiting for an NCAA. Was it 2014? Was the last one? 2014 was the last one. Yeah, yeah. that was a fucking great uh, game. Man, for I I started a new hobby, kind of. Uh, so we start. I told you I got into the baseball cards a few months ago. Um, but I, I legitimately don't have the patience to like really study it like you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I started up a hobby that is something I enjoy, and it's something that I'm actually I'm thinking about. Like it's something I could pass down to eventual children. Is I'm I'm going to start collecting autographed baseballs. The there certificate. Uh, I bought a, a case to put them in. Um, I'm always making sure it comes with the COA on it, to, so it's authentic. Um, I'm going to start. My first one's going to be like Mets players that I love, and then eventually I'm going to go into like players that I just love. Well, get, Whether, get the old ones because once they die, they, they go up in value. Oh, of course. Well, I like I, I just uh, ordered I ordered a Keith Hernandez one, um, a Johan Santana one. Um, and then uh, two that were more like for, you know, uh, Wilmer Flores when he had the big home run and uh, Doc Gooden. Yeah. That's how I started. And I'm like, I actually am enjoying this. Like, so like with, with baseballs is, is good. And it's just like it's just like pucks in the NHL. Now you can get a game used puck. And if you can get that autograph like at the game, of course, you can take a picture of it and then take a picture of them what, signing what it. What they do is like you can send it to companies like PSA or Beckett. And they'll authenticate it. Yeah. And, and once it's authenticated, it goes from being like a $5 baseball signed by Pete Alonzo. Once it's authenticated, almost triples, quadruples in value. And then now you're sitting on like $50 and then say Pete Alonzo eventually goes to the Hall of Fame. like years. Wins an MVP. Wins an MVP or anything like or that. Or dies. Or dies, yeah. <laughs> no, legitimately. Legitimately. I have I have a Dan Snyder rookie card. And he's <laughs> the one who died in the, the Lamborghini accident. Oh, yeah, yeah. Back in 2004. 
And I'm like, this is going to be worth big money. But the one that I got was mass produced. So, oh, uh, like, well, that was just oh. funny. Like, I got the Doc Gooden one and I, I sent it to Growhow. He's like, how much did that one cost? I'm like, Doc Gooden's one of these dudes that goes to all the tr- the signing shows. Yeah. So, there's so many of them. So, you, which, want, you want you want to collect the guys that are dead. Or, yeah, uh, that's that's my or thought. Or close. Or guys like the one I'm going to get next is because he is going to make it to the Hall of Fame is Carlos Beltran. And yeah. there's a shit like 50 bucks for Beltran. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm like, that's going to be one that's going there. Like, I was looking at the Grom one. Fucking forget it. Well, like, Fucking forget Get it five hundred bucks. A guy like Carlos Beltran, like when he was playing, like towards the end of his career, it was probably more expensive than it is now. The time in between the Hall of Fame. Once he goes to the Hall of Fame, that's gonna fucking skyrocket. oh, it's gonna skyrocket for sure. Because like people are all about rookie cards and rookie baseball. Well, I'm seeing that. So I was looking shit. at the guys that are like the top prospects in baseball. Like I looked at Wander Franco. I looked at Jared Kalanick. I looked at some of the Mets guys. Like so, the Mets have the top catching prospect in baseball. Francisco Alvarez is his name. He's 19 years yeah, old, yeah, yeah. hitting the cover off the ball. 150 bucks autographed baseball already. Yeah. Um, they're, they're third base prospect who they compare to like um, uh, Evan Longoria. Yeah. Uh, Brett Beatty is his name. Uh, 95 bucks, and that's like he's not even as highly touted. Yeah, and you can get a, you can get a David Wright for like 25. No, dude, David Wright's are like 200 bucks. He must not sign then. He does no. He he's very private. Like he yeah. doesn't do those things. So and like Mario Lemieux doesn't sign a lot of shit. Yeah. Like I he, oh okay. He, he's been like notorious for not signing any gear. Okay. And like he just and like. Uh, I have a couple of Mario Lemieux autographs, but like those will never go down in value because he doesn't over. Yeah, yeah. Wayne, Wayne Gretzky recently, like I have a lot of Wayne Gretzky autographs too, and Wayne Gretzky is, you know, him and Mario Lemieux arguably the best two hockey of players ever. But Wayne Gretzky signs almost every year in every set that comes out in Upper Deck. So there's more of them out there. Value isn't gone down per se, but it's just like it probably won't go up again until he dies. Hovering, but if you get like a low serial number, like one out of three or one of one. What did Mister Hockey's autographs go for after he died? After he died, now they're getting more expensive, but you could still snag a pretty good one off of a card for like a hundred, hundred and fifty bucks. Yeah, I want to go because I know they do like you go to the hockey card shows, and it's just hockey at those, right? One coming up on the twenty eighth in Wayne. Well, I want to go because I know they do baseball signing ones too, where you go and they sign the fucking whatever the shit you want. Um, I know that they've done one at the uh, Hasbro Kites Hilton a few times and yeah, yeah, shit. Yeah. Like, I want to go. I mean, I'll I think you to White Plains with me because you're a baseball fan. Like, I took Richie, and Richie's not like he doesn't collect sports cards yeah. or anything. But I took him to the uh, White Plains Expo. Okay. And uh, yeah, dude, bring me one day, please. That's like the biggest one for the tri-state. So all the vendors from Long Island. Is it just Island, hockey or is it everything? It's everything. So it's, it's more. There's there's only like three or four vendors that carry hockey. Everything else is baseball, football. But Richie was just enamored by like. A Joe Namath signed helmet. It, it's was way out of our thousand price, bucks. Way out of our price range. But he but was like, like, "Holy shit, I could buy yeah, this right like now." You, if you had like eight thousand, when is that? On you, that's uh, I don't know. Since the pandemic, they haven't announced it. Okay, but, but it, keep an eye on it because yeah. things are picking back up. Like concerts, you just bought a bunch of concert Dude, tickets. I'm, I've already got. I got two. I'm going to Slipknot and uh, Bayside. And, uh, I'm going to go to Ramstein and then fucking oh, oh, right. put up that pose. I saw. I actually I, like, I saw it today. Next, it's not till next year, but Elton John's farewell tour at MetLife. I'm going. I don't. Care. I like Elton. I'll go to that. I bought my parents uh, tickets to Elton John at uh, Bethel Bethel Woods. Bethel Woods. That's a good venue, Bethel yeah. Woods. But my uh, dad's like, they only serve. So, how many did you buy so far, Josh? Uh, okay, so there's the We Came as Romans and Devil Wears Prada. I might uh, be interested. Troy. I might be. I like Dayseeker a lot. I might be interested in uh, that one. But I didn't buy those. Troy bought those. Okay. Maybe I get um, a reunion with We Came as Romans. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking losers. <laughs> and then uh, there's uh, August Burns Red. Um, Christian Metal. Slipknot. You're going to Coheed by yourself? Uh, no, I'm uh, taking... Uh, the wife? No, uh, Troy. Okay. Uh, yeah, so wife. Slipknot, Killswitch, uh, then Coheed and The Used, 
And then uh, Natalie's coming to uh, Angel and Air- Angels and Airwaves. Oh, nice, okay. nice. Are you going to come to Bayside and uh, Census Fail? Oh, fuck yeah. Did you buy your ticket yet? No. Go buy them. I like okay. Census okay. Fail after I found out that guy was banging tranny hookers and shit. <laughs> that, um, so that, I think... Um, uh, and I'm holding out hope for the Taking Back Sunday Christmas show. I think that's going to happen for sure. You'll want to come to that, um, yeah, I bet, that. at Starland. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's my favorite concert every year. But um, in September, it's uh, it's Bayside, Census Fail, and Hawthorne Heights. I don't really care about Hawthorne Heights. Yeah, well, they have one good song. Uh, yeah, and I don't <laughs> even like that that much. Yeah. But I, I've seen Census Fail a bunch of times. They're a great live show. Even though Buddy's the only one left in the fucking band, it's yeah. just him. Uh, but Bayside is a fucking great concert. They're a fucking blast. So, um, yeah, I'm waiting for those 303 tour dates to come out. <laughs> yeah, I'll go to that with you. <laughs> Not really. Um, did you guys uh, see the trailer for Karen? No. I heard it's like a, 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 a Get Out. It I looks think. like Get Out without the nuance or intelligence. It's about a black family moves into a town and they have a white woman neighbor named Karen who's giving them a hard time of and course. it's her recording them. It looks like Get Out with no intelligence to it whatsoever or nuance or good acting or Any anything. Way to bring the white man down. Yeah, like Get Out's a really good movie. Uh, yeah, yeah, and yeah, Us is. is a really good movie. There's there's us. there's nuance and there's there's a humor to it. And there's a big underlying thing. Yeah, that, of course. Like, that, that, trying to get but it's not, it's not so like ram down your throat like this yeah. one is like oh she uh, the cops he has a confederate flag lip in his house you got to see the trailer for this it is obscene i'm like anyone that goes to see this and tells me it's good is a fucking liar i'm kind of hoping it's so bad that it's entertaining like the fanatic like i want that that's kind of what it lo- looks like it could be can't stay long gotta take a poo <laughs> um and then uh chris brown got arrested again how did how did this guy was allowed to remain relevant after the Rihanna stuff? Like, I actually kind of, he was really good at dancing. <laughs> no, honestly, that's part of it. But it's because Rihanna was like, "Oh no, forgive him." And well, then what's it, this is like his fourth domestic violence arrest since Rihanna. Yeah. So like the thing is with Chris Brown and me and Jamal were really good friends. So yeah. I, was, I had my my ear to the streets. Okay. When I was friends, with I him. think that's racist, but okay. But, um, he was selling out like MSG and shit. Yeah, he was huge. He was fucking humongous. Megastar. When that thing happened with Rihanna, he took a little time off, but like people were still at the chomping at the bit to work with him. So Paul Mooney had a great bit about uh, Chris Brown and Rihanna. He was like, he's, he's, uh, you know, I know for a fact Chris Brown was defending himself because he bit her. <laughs> Brothers don't bite unless they're scared. Look at Mike Tyson. <laughs> I was like, damn. But Rihanna, like, and I, I don't want to give her too much shit because I can never understand the dynamics of like a relation, an abusive relationship. We know that they defend them and cover up for them. But yeah, yeah. at what point does this guy stop getting chances? Like he, I did laugh. In a cancel culture too, nonetheless. Yeah, in a cancel culture. So it's you. Cancel culture, not okay here because it's racist. I feel like if you're a rapper or like in the hip hop scene, some shit will get overlooked. I feel like if you're a deep country artist and you do shit like that, well, they're it trying gets to overseen. cancel. They're trying to cancel Billie Eilish. Middle, did you hear they're trying to cancel Billie Eilish right now? I don't know if you saw why. Because her tits are too big. Oh yeah, they are. <laughs> <laughs> um, but cannons. But she, someone dug up. A post she did when she was 13 years old where she used an Asian slur. She was fucking 13, guys. Like, 
What are we doing here? And all these people going to tell me they didn't say things at 13 that are offensive? Oh, like, no. come on. What are we doing? And then Chris Brown's gotten how many fucking chances? Apparently, he smacked this woman on the head so hard her weave fell off. Oh, and I said, I said, that's unbelievable. That doesn't, that doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't take much. I watch a lot of Jerry Springer. It don't take much. Is Jerry Springer still on? Uh, he's Judge Jerry now. Since the pandemic, they do it all uh, like through Steve, Zoom. Steve Wilkos was at the Mets game the other day. That's my... That's what, what, so I never got to this with you guys, but um, what was with the fucking the 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 national anthem lady? That was bizarre is at City Field. Is she like a normal there? No, I've they, it's, some, it's like any baseball that game. That was by far. I, I told Dan this. I said the worst fucking national anthem I've ever heard was Dominic Chianese. <laughs> it was Junior Soprano <laughs> doing Junior the national Soprano, anthem. He did it at a Rangers game, and like we had Tony Amarante for years. He recently passed away, but like rest in peace. Yeah, he they they do like uh, they bring this uh, black chicken from the um, police. Like comes, the band? Don't stand so. She's like, she's actually really good, but she like does it. I want like quick and I want efficient mm -hmm. and I just want it to get yeah. over with. She was not even like her voice was bad. It was the new, the fucking timing. And I would normally be like, wow, I want this to end as soon as possible. This is so terrible. And like, I didn't want it to end because it was so fucking terrible. Yeah, I want, I was at the same boat. So I was, I, I looked I, at a girl that was sitting, like we never met these girls before. And like we looked at each other and we locked eyes during it, and she's like, "Is this real?" And I was like, <laughs> "I have no idea." I've you never communicated been telekinetically. Yeah, yeah, and like she, she, we after it was all done, we all just stared at each other like, "What the fuck was was that?" I don't know if you can uh, post links, but if you can get that national anthem footage somehow, I'll check. I'll see if I can if you find can it. Dig deep and get that national anthem I'm, and I'm attach it to, to a link to the fucking podcast. I'll you, find out. Oh um, because I so. Her voice, it wasn't her singing voice that was the problem. It was how she stretched out every note. She said, oh, say. Everything was yeah. stretched out dramatically. But her voice wasn't that good either. It wasn't the worst. I've heard worse voices. Yeah. It was, but the voice being just decent combined with how long she was trying to stretch it out. I, I couldn't, I, I was doing a lap for food at that point. In the, in the middle of the anthem. I never do this, but I walked away and I got a hot dog. And I ate, I got the hot dog because no one's in the line. I finished the hot dog right around the time she finished the anthem. I was yeah, like, dude, it was this should be bad. over. Uh, yeah, that was really, really bad. Um, like, the word, like, like, honestly, I've been to a lot of sporting events growing up, I've seen a lot of national anthems. And like so, uh, Taylor was like, "It's not worse than Fergie." I'm like, "No, that is probably worse." Fergie's than Fergie. was rough, but that was. Um, well, so, what do you think uh, is going to happen to Taylor's Islanders tonight? Uh, I hope they get fucking whacked. Like the other night, eight you nothing. Know what it is is that like the NBA and the NHL have a lot of similarities in the officiating. Okay, so I've noticed a trend, and this is this is goes back except for the Rangers. They lost in five because they mm. fucking sucked. Ninety four, nevermore. But like. You think about how much money the NHL and the NBA lost, right? Oh, last year. All the sports, yeah. All the sports, right? Now, they got two games, right? One series in Vegas and Montreal. Vegas was supposed to come in and smoke them. Yeah. They gave, they gave Vegas the first game. But, like, the officiating has been so terrible. Like, we're literally... I saw a guy get cross-checked into the boards from behind, which is called boarding or cross-checking. Just choose. Sure. And, like, smashed. And the referee was staring at it and then just skated away. So then I see the other end of the ice. Same exact thing. Call it. Boom. Doesn't call it. A guy literally punches the guy in the face with his glove on and the referee's staring at it. And then, like, a guy gets, like, tangled up in his stick and he's like, penalty. 
And it's like, yeah, I mean, I'm we like, know that the NBA has been doing that for years, forcing game seven, game seven so bad. Of and, course. They, and like both series are going to it. So like, I think that the Islanders might win tonight. Right. And I, I think dude, eight, nothing the other night. The Islanders have to respond. Right. I think that they win tonight, the Islanders, and they're going to be like, oh, yeah. But then I bet you they get smoked. I want to like, ask you fucking about. Fucking 12-0 on in game seven. I, I get most of my. the Tampa Bay Lightning are. I get most of my hockey information from Boomer, right? Yeah. And I didn't realize, that the, the, and I saw CM Punk tweet this too. The Lightning are like $40 million over the cap? Yeah. So what? so what they did was, so Nikita Kucherov, one of the best players yeah. in the league. He's a Russian Top guy. Top three at minimum, yeah, right? Yeah, Russian rocket. He's fucking, he's awesome. So he had hip surgery before the season, and he could have came, supposedly he could have came back like two weeks before the regular season starts, but if he comes back two weeks before the regular or season's ended, I mean, if he comes back two weeks before the regular season ended, it counts against the cap. Yeah, yeah. So they're like, why don't we just sit this guy out for another two weeks? We got the playoffs locked up. Once the playoffs start, there's no cap. Yeah, so it's like, oh, here we so go. So you can call up whoever it's, you it's want. It's very smart business. Shit like that. They did that because like old players that would play in the AHL, someone got hurt, they can call gotcha. them up in the playoffs. And that makes sense. The, the, it's in like now all the other fans from the other teams, like even Rangers fans, they manipulated the games. And I'm like, no, that's fucking smart. Yeah, I, that's what I always I said that about the Astros when they're like, they cheated for the World Series. Like, I fucking wish the Mets could cheat like that. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to be mad about it. I wish, the, I wish the Dolphins did shit like the Patriots they're did. They're 40 over the cap, but like, like, all right, well, your team didn't make it. Yeah. <laughs> you know it's, what I mean? I, I will say I, on Saturday, I like that the Islanders won while it was Boomer's son's wedding going on. Oh, and Matt Ma- out, car, car yeah, yeah. Out, yeah. And I, I got like, it was weird. Like, listen to that. I knew that. I, t- I texted you about it. It was like, I will get into it if the Islanders get a deep run because that's all they're going to talk about, Boomer and Geo. You know, his son-in-law's in the fucking Stanley Cup. Yeah, fight. Yeah, yeah. Although he said today, he's like, I'm not going to any games if he's in the Stanley Cup. <laughs> I'm like, respect for, to Boomer, first of all. But it was, you know, it was his son's wedding who, you know, cystic fibrosis, shouldn't even really be living a normal life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And at the wedding, they announced that his wife is pregnant. Uh, and they did IVF, and they were able to able to get her pregnant. And Boomer on the show, it like made me emotional. He was like crying. I'm like, this is a dude who's been like part of the soundtrack of my life since Boomer and Carton started. Oh, yeah. And to hear that, and to know the struggles about his son, like they were reading the article from SI when he was on the Jets in '93, and Gunner was diagnosed with CF, and he said this this vo- this disease just made the worst enemy it's ever had. And he's raised so much money for millions. How millions. can you, anyone not like Boomer Esiason? No. I, I he's 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 so funny. I I met him. At, I would love to meet Boomer. I met him at uh, in Atlantic City, and like I was. He's a big son bitch. Wasted, and I met Matt Martin right before that. I'm like that guy doesn't like Matt Martin is a, is bigger than all the hockey players. And I saw him at the bar. Yeah, and he's like, not that big. Yeah, well, he's not. I saw a hit he laid down in that game on Saturday. Oh, yeah, he he's fucking a fucking tank, he, dude. He didn't. Matt like, he, Martin is the guy that you want on your team because he'll score a goal and he'll go fucking fight your toughest guy. That's, That's the, and I like and I give like Scott Stevens. Yeah. Oh no, Scott Stevens was a pussy. He ran right way a lot, but he was Scott Stevens was really good at cheap shots. I okay. So I what the, would like, if Scott Stevens played in the NHL today and performed half the hits that he made? Suspension. He would be suspended more than Tom Wilson. Would you be? How mad would you be if the Islanders do win the cup? I would be fucking pissed because it's the only team that I've been rooting against since the Washington Capitals got. Okay. I would have been more mad if the Washington Capitals won. But, but you'd be I'm, more mad if I'm the Devils gonna, won a cup again. Yeah, right? yeah, but the Devils were just like the Rangers. They weren't good enough to be in the playoffs. But they have won more cups in your lifetime than the Rangers have, right? Yeah, yeah. So the Devils have been By a two. So the, the ra- So realistically, let's say the Islanders win the cup. Would that make the Rangers the third team in New York in hockey? 
No, because they'll. Ne- it's just like the Knicks. They'll never be number two. I'm, but see, you can't do that by saying like, yeah, you might have won, but we're more popular. Yeah, no, you can. No, you can't. Because you can. I'm talking about success. Who? Success. Well, success is like, all right, who, how many times do the fucking Islanders sell out their fucking their barn? I don't know. Not as many times as the Rangers. I know, but you're talking about business success? Yeah. Okay, that's great. So you could deal with all the sellouts while the Islanders are hoisted cups and yeah, you're happy about them. that? No. <laughs> so I'm no. right. No, but I mean the Rangers. But the, the Rangers are the devil's little brother. Let's be real. <laughs> no, Let's no. be real. I mean, just pure. This it, is something I can argue. If you're talking about um, winning. What, is, what do they call that? Winning. Decorated. Yeah, Devils are a more decorated team than the Rangers. Yes. Okay, so so let's just let's compare for, to your. You have one of the most decorated football teams. Yes, the Rangers are basically the Bears. <laughs> yeah, dude. And the Devils are the Packers. Wait, wait, didn't, didn't the Bears win a couple though? We're talking Super Bowl era one. Yeah, well, like, well, like, yeah, Super Bowl era oh, one. So yeah, yeah. The Bears. They're yeah. The Bears. you're the Bears, and the Devils are the Packers. So <laughs> <laughs> I just ruined my first night. Yeah. All right, you guys want to wrap this some bitch up? Yep. All right, guys, uh, this was whatever episode you watch. I listen. I never uh, know. Uh, I never know anymore. Uh, one forty-eight. We'll be back yeah. in two weeks, and um, we'll see what happens from there. No, maybe maybe next week. We'll see how we feel. Uh, I'm not uh, entirely opposed to that. Um, uh, we'll figure it out. Yeah. I got to see work wise because I my Tuesdays are fucked most of the time, so I have to like plan ahead. So yeah. works crazy. This one's gonna be marketed and it's gonna be sponsored by iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> sponsored by Tim Cook and Apple. All right, <laughs> all right, bye guys. We'll see you when we see you.